Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleepy. Housekeeping, you want towels? Her towels need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You will listen to every damn word I Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boy. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you own. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. And now, Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Good morning, good morning, Dan. Welcome, my friend. It is a Thursday. It has arrived, and let's dive in. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Thursday, December 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. SEPTA's transit police are now on strike after members of the union voted Wednesday to take to the picket lines. The strike, which was approved by two-thirds of the Fraternal Order of Transit Police Lodge 109 members, begins immediately. SEPTA's FOP says the vote shows our members are tired of being shortchanged. We deserve uh, comparable wages and terms to what bus drivers and other transit workers received. Union leaders say roughly 65% of the officers who voted on Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday's offer gave the go-ahead to strike. The city transit agency enacted its contingency plan following the strike vote. Uh, commuters will likely see a mix of local police and private security as SEPTA works to fill in the gaps on the city's subways, trolleys, and buses. University police and Philadelphia school district officer, officers will all be pitching in as well. Uh, supervisory transit police will be working extended shifts to provide a steady presence of uh, at terminals, transfer points, hotspots, and transit corridors. Private security guards will be assigned to locations as needed with a focus on the market Frankfurt and Broad Street line and the Philadelphia Office of Emergency Management will also provide logistical support. Officials said 178 SEPTA officers are part of the transit union and have been working without a contract since March. SEPTA police officers said they hope that this strike doesn't last long with Christmas just two weeks away adding that they have bills to pay. Kathy, they've put the Avengers on uh, ah, alert on just in case. Oh, yeah. good. We need them. You know what I find interesting about uh, transit police and stuff like that are, you know, jurisdictions when yes. those come into play and exactly where they can, you know, enforce the rules and where yes. they can't, where those lines stop. I don't you know, have a beat on how it nah, works. Yeah. I don't either. Because then you also have, because obviously they're bringing in other people if they, I mean, like, you know, uh, the city cops probably have a certain amount of jurisdiction yeah. on the, on the uh, um, mass transit in their jurisdiction. And then the state police have, there's like all kinds of crossover jurisdictions and it gets confusing. So what if you're pursuing somebody... You know, uh, say you were on the subway and yeah. they go up and they, you know, how far, what where do you, you stop? Where, you, where do you stop? Yeah. I'm yeah. out of here. Yeah, exactly. Can't I got do anything. jurisdiction here, right? Yeah. In, in, uh, in a fugitive, when uh, Sam Gerard shows up, yeah. he takes over the investigation. Right, right. Yeah. And he got the authority from the state of Illinois or whatever. But like, and then there's also college police, you know, college security, yeah. you know, and that, where does that bleed over, like on Temple's campus oh, the, or whatever? And those poor guys, because I feel like. <laughs> campus they, cops? Oh, yeah, yeah. They get like, you're not a real police officer. Oh, yeah. Oh, they probably oh. do. Well, the time yeah. 
stop and think about it, which Avenger do you hand it off to right. first? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is there a protocol? Boy, I, I remember the campus police because their their jurisdiction is limited. You do not mess with them on their turf. I no. Mean, like like no. I remember like you could you couldn't even park for thirty seconds in a, a in a spot that was not intended for you know if like you pulled into a staff spot yes. or something like that like ticket immediately. They I would told get you. you I witnessed in real time. It had to be under five minutes before a car was booted in my school's <laughs> lot. I believe that it, quickly. Man. And by the way, the guy had parked in a dick area that didn't allow the oh, traffic yeah. to go around. But they were on him so fast. I got pulled over by a campus cop by on Penn's campus, like right by Dr. Mike's office. Really? What yeah, were you doing? a friend and I were leaving a bar, and he kind of made an illegal U-turn Oops. leaving the bar, and they kind pulled us over. Kind of or did, Marie? I mean, I'm going gonna, gonna to end the story there, but I am going to say, as somebody who rides SEPTA frequently, it is very uh, nice to see the SEPTA yes, police sure. a lot, especially yeah. if you're waiting at like the Broad Street line, and yeah. it's quiet down there, and you just don't know who's around the corner, you see a police officers coming by, so... Let's no, you better sense. believe it, yeah. Yeah, that's where they said they were going to focus on. Broad Street Line was one of them, Market Frankfurt. Um, SEPTA police officers, yeah, they said that they hope that it doesn't last so long. So the last uh, strike by SEPTA Transit Police uh, were called in 2019 and 2012. More meetings are expected to take place this afternoon, but SEPTA police officers are planning to continue picketing until a deal is reached. Federal agents spent hours raiding a South Street pawn shop in Philadelphia on Wednesday. The raid was part of a multi-million dollar retail theft ring that stretched across the country. Federal agents with Homeland Security began removing items from Society Hill Loan, a pawn shop that has been a fixture at 7th and South Streets. Neighbors watched as agents hauled boxes marked as evidence out of the store and loaded them into unmarked cargo trucks. Some of the items agents carried out of the store included power tools. The joint investigation involves Homeland Security and the Philadelphia Police and is connected to a multi-state retail theft ring that has amassed millions of Jeez. dollars. You know, those found Kathy 1,000 pressing a Steve Bobblehead. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All, all of so them. All 1,000 yeah, that were made. 1,000 President Steve bobbleheads, and, and they thought it was a Steve and Joey Fatone. <laughs> I do look a little bit like Joey Fatone in my bobblehead. That's true. Sources also confirmed that two other stores, including one on the 3100 block of Kensington Avenue and another in Wilmington, Delaware, were also visited by federal agents on Wednesday. A spokesperson for the Office of Homeland Security Investigations would not confirm if the store's owners are facing any charges or what brought the agents to the store. Society Hill Loan has been a fixture on South Street for years and has a large online presence on eBay by Wednesday evening, the eBay store was inactive. Many of the comments on their site praised the owners for reuniting people with stolen items brought to the store to be pawned. Law enforcement locally and nationally are putting pressure on busting retail theft rings nationwide. We've said how, how fascinated we are with the whole, you know, the pawn shop thing, and I've actually gone in. It, it, it is kind of interesting and simultaneously depressing. Depressing, yeah. yeah because I know. people, you know, who had to pawn this to get some money because they were in a desperate totally. situation. Totally. And, yeah. and if you ever, like, if there is something nice in there, I'm like, well, right. they probably what if they're coming back they for want it? to come back yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A pediatric doctor is sharing the holiday gifts parents should avoid giving kids. And she says it's not because she wants to be a Grinch. She just wants everyone to be safe. Dr. Megan Martin, a pediatric emergency medicine physician at John Hopkins All Children's Hospital in St. Petersburg, Florida, gave good 
Morning America the products that tend to cause the most injuries seen in pediatric emergency departments both during and after the holiday season. Martin's top five kids' gifts to skip are any toy with button batteries, any toy with water beads, electric scooters, hoverboards, and trampolines. Trampolines, like number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Button batteries are typically about 20 millimeters in diameter or between the size of a penny and a nickel, according to the National Capital Poison uh, Center. They're used in a wide variety of children's toys, and the majority of the injuries from button batteries are from children swallowing them. Water beads, we talked about this yesterday, according to Martin, are often marked as sensory toys, but the risks they pose can be extremely significant. The main reason Martin doesn't uh, recommend the, uh, the, the water beads also is because children can swallow them. They say if your kid swallows the water beads, wash them down with button batteries. Uh, the reason Martin doesn't recommend electric scooters and other similar toys like electric bikes uh, is their speed potential. She says they often see head injuries, facial injuries, and forearm fractures mm. with the electric scooter accidents. Self-balancing scooters, more commonly known as hoverboards, can also land a child in the emergency room with forearm and elbow fractures as well as head injuries. Of all the hazardous toys she has seen cause injuries in children, Martin said trampolines are the worst offender. Martin said in the pediatric ER they see trampoline injuries a couple times a week. Martin said she doesn't recommend trampolines for home use at all because of the risks that they pose. In general, Martin advises parents and caregivers to inspect any toy thoroughly before buying or giving it to a child. In sports this morning... I'm a safe parent. I have every one of those toys on that list. I just read. I just thought about that. The Sixers won again, easily beating the Pistons 129 to 111 last night in Detroit. Joel Embiid scored 30 of his 41 points in the first half, and the Sixers handed the Pistons their 21st straight loss. Embiid Embiid also had 11 rebounds and is averaging 40.8 points and 12.3 rebounds in his last four games. Detroit matched the longest losing streak in franchise history set back in 1980. It is the sixth longest single-season losing streak in the NBA. The two teams will play each other again tomorrow night in South Philly. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Another NBA news, Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely by by the league for striking Phoenix Sun stars uh, Yosef Nurkic in the face during Tuesday night's game. Green received the flagrant foul too for striking uh, Nurkic and was ejected for the third time this season. The indefinite suspension takes into account Green's repeated history of unsportsmanlike acts and the league said the penalty begins immediately. This is already Green's second suspension this season. According to the NBA, he will be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. Did you see the footage of him clocking this guy, Preston? No, it's a full wheel around wow. slam, yeah. And the Flyers, who are 4-0-2 in their last six games, are back home tonight and will host the Washington Capitals. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. It's a Thursday morning. That's wonderful because we're on the edge of a no sad bro Friday. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, Casey is still feeling bad, so Marissa is going to be in the studio uh, doing a lot of legwork here on today's program. Hopefully he's going to be better and back by tomorrow. We will see, but we are in good hands with Miss. Is Magnata. Yeah. Uh, we do have a guest on the show, and that'll be Fortune Feemster. Ah. Uh, Fortune is checking in later on this morning. It says here, is that the time? 
Eight twenty? Nope. I okay, I didn't think so. I think nine ten. Nine ten. We're supposed to okay. Have fortune on there. Uh, so uh, Fortune is going to be playing at the Miller Theater February seventeenth. So we will check in with Fortune in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, and there was something else I wanted to mention. Uh, you know what? I'll just go ahead and do this. It's a Christmas Whoa! miracle. Yeah. All right. We would like to do some invites for Christmas miracle. Now less than a week away. Oh boy. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday about uh, prizes, and we just Love giving stuff to big fans, and that's what we want to do coming up next Wednesday. So I will take callers 10, 11, and 12 right now at 215-263-WMMR. And I love giving stuff to the early morning listeners because we know you'll be up early enough to join us next Wednesday if you can (laughs) make it. And we will be at the Colonial Theater, and that is in Phoenixville. And it's presented by Phoenixville First and Miller Lite because we've got the Ugly Sweater Contest taking place and just loads of prizes for you to win. Marissa had a pre-party yesterday yes. at Milk Boy. It was so great. Excellent. It was so fun. Uh, there's going to be another one this Sunday, and Marissa is going to be at McGurk's in Fort Washington. Cool. 4 to 6 p.m. again with 20 seats to give away. So we'll take those callers, 10, 11, and 12 right now, and you can come and join us for this live broadcast, and maybe, well, you know what? Everybody is going to win something. We will guarantee that. That's right. But you might be one of the big prize winners if you're called up to the stage to play one of our contests. So we're kind of doing a new twist on it this year. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a big, big stack of entertainment stories to run by you, as well as a stupid question and more things for you to win this morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All righty, let us give away a Hand and Stone gift card, a good for free massage or facial for the stupid question prize. And here's the question I have for you. There are many men's names that you will find on the Declaration of Independence, but what woman's name appears on the Declaration of Independence? That's a hell of a question. It is, and I did not know the story of this until I saw it this morning. 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the answer. What woman's name is on the Declaration of 
of Independence. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Today is the 14th day of December. We'll mention some birthdays while we await your call. Vanessa Hudgens has her birthday today. I've been enjoying those uh, commercials she's doing, I guess, for DraftKings or whatever. I have not or seen she, them yet. She's yeah. in like a nightgown and promoting the, uh, the, the whole service. Well, I need to see that. Yeah, she's beautiful. She, but she's super talented. Beautiful talked about it, yeah. and talented. And she, why was she, did she just get engaged? She just got married. Married. That yeah, was yeah, it, yeah. yeah. On a honeymoon, is a, he's a ball player. Uh, she is 35 years old today. Um, you have actress Dee Wallace Stone, the mother in the movie E.T. She was also the female lead in the movie Cujo. It was a pleasure working with her, really. I, did you she, really? She was great. She okay. got it every day on set, Preston. <laughs> Which is tough. Uh, yeah, I know. But you guys are working those hours. Oh, yeah. It's long. Yeah. You've been on a set. Yeah. So. As long as my finger. God, Cujo was horrifying. It is. <laughs> and I remember watching it as a kid and being like, like later on being like, why did you, to my mom, why did you have us watch that? <laughs> uh, the book is fantastic, too, by the way. And it really, you know, uh, highlights when you're when you're cornered, when you have nowhere to go and, and there's danger, it can be maddening. That with the maternal instinct to protect the child yes. uh, yeah. and all of that oh. stuff. She's also great in a movie called The Howling. Which oh, is yeah. one of the werewolf movies yeah. that came out. There's a whole cluster of them. She's 75 today. Uh, we have Tia Tejada, uh, who was in From Dust Till Dawn, Phone Booth, Third Watch. And I read that in the credits. <laughs> She's 52 today. Uh, I think I know who she is. You probably. I do. think she was in Phone Booth from Dust yes. Till Dawn. <laughs> and Third Watch. And Third you Watch. Know her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's, she's 52. <laughs> uh, also turning a year older is. Mr. Cliff Williams, bassist for ACDC, and he turns, uh, wow, 74 years old today. Doesn't ACDC hold the record for most expensive? So another, yes. when you purchase a song for, to be used in a movie, I think ACDC holds the record, correct? For Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck. I believe is the most expensive yeah. song to request if you want to put it in a movie or right. a TV show. And it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, just to, just to pop it in there. Uh, they, they, they've made such iconic movies or, or songs and they fit right into Perfect. movies and action sequences. So great. Well, you're talking about Cujo, the entire soundtrack of Maximum Overdrive, the yes. Stephen King movie, is all ACDC. Who Made You was uh, yeah. written for that song. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then you have once, uh, you know, Tony Stark surfaced. Uh, <laughs> he, he uses, um, oh man, what is it? Uh, Shoot to Kill. Shoot to Kill. Yeah. Shoot to Thrill. Shoot to Thrill, yeah. yeah. Uh, so wonderfully in the first Avengers movie. Uh, so he celebrates his 74th today. Um, Joyce Vincent Wilson, one of the singers in Tony Orlando and Dawn. Oh my God. Celebrates. She's part of Dawn. Her birthday today. That is correct. Yes, it's his two singers were known as Dawn, and they had some huge hits with Knock Three Times and Tie a Yellow Ribbon Around the Old Oak Tree. Wasn't it a blast having Tony Orlando in the studio? Man, he was awesome. One of those interviews that were like, guys, okay, we're going to have Tony Orlando on. And he told the best stories (laughs) and just, we have ball with him, he man. Came, he came in and he was sure that we didn't quite know who he was, and I told him when Tony Orlando would, and Dawn would air on what network, the whole thing. He's like, oh my god, okay. Yeah, yeah. they had their own show. They had their own variety show. It was huge. He's, uh, she is 77 years old today. Steve, I threw this one in there, because very rarely do they give me porn stars' names <laughs> uh, to mention in the birthdays, but it's Ginger Lynn's birthday Ginger today. Lynn, wow. She was one of the stunning 
beautiful porn stars back in the in the seventies and early eighties. I think she's one of the first ones that made you go, "Why are you doing porn?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, she is sixty one, and uh, she still does porn. Yes, so she's sixty one years old today. Uh, Natasha McElhone, uh, who, if you remember, in the Truman Show, she was the the girl that he was in love with, right? And but she's been in a bunch of other shows like Californication and Designated Survivor, McElhone's World, uh, McElhone's World. Uh, she <laughs> she's fifty two. Did you ever see Ronan with uh, De Niro? I, I did not. She's uh, sort of the femme fatale on that too. I that think is a like, great movie. It is. Yeah, it's got some really great car chases, uh, but it's it's kind of a heist movie and. Uh, d- um, Oh, Steve, what's the name of the Irish actor? Oh, uh, oh, I know who you're he's talking in, about. He's um, in Game of Thrones crap. I'll look it up. Um, Massive Brain Fart. Yeah. Um, that's his name. Massive, Massive Brain Fart. Name. But listen, when you're a celebrity, you need Jonathan to... Jonathan Price. What is it? Jonathan Price. That's it. Wait, where is Jonathan he? Price. Okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He played the the head of the Sparrows, that yes. uh, that religious group. Yeah. Yes, yeah. But anyway, she's great in Ronan, and it's a really great movie. All right. Uh, so she's 52 today. Jackson Rathbone, who played Jasper in the Twilight movies. I'm not even going to pretend to know who that is. But I thought you watched them all over and over again. It's kind of a family tradition. Obviously, a lot of people do love those movies, but Jackson Rathbone, who was also in The Last Airbender, but he is 39 today. Uh, yeah, go. he's uh, he's a great actor. All right, and then you have uh, Barbie Ferreira, who is from Euphoria. Uh, she's 27. There are a lot of people I didn't know on this morning's so, list, and I didn't have time to go digging listen, into who they were. You've got your finger on the pulse. That's all that matters. I tried. Uh, I, I saw maybe two episodes of Euphoria. I thought it was pretty good, but I'm not, you know, oh, I, I know it's a big a big hubbub about Euphoria. Yeah, it's it's really good. I was okay. actually, I was talking to Casey about it, because I was like, do you watch this with your kids in high school? He's like, this is very dramatized for what high school could be, but it's it's great. And um, Zendaya is wonderful Wait, in okay. that. And, she's won, um, I think she's won, the, did she win an Emmy for for her role or in a Golden Globe? Possibly she, something. She, yeah, she was pretty amazing yeah, in what I saw. Maud Apatow's in it. Yeah. And it's it's dramatic. It's really good. All right, so he, Bar, or she, Barbie, is 27 today. And the last birthday, uh, Cynthia Gibb. Cynthia Gibb? Yes. Love Cynthia Gibb. Youngblood. Uh, she was on the Fame TV show. She was, you know, she was good in the Karen Carpenter story. It was a TV movie. She was excellent. Was really good. It's a hell that. of a story, by the way. Yeah, it is. It's a horrible yeah, story. Yeah, because um, you, you forget, I think... I think I told you a little while ago about um, seven or eight months ago. It was the first time I'd come across that video of Karen Carpenter on the drums. We'd just seen her play her own music, and she was wailing away. Yeah, she's like, great. Top-level drummer. There's a video of her at 18 years old yeah. uh, playing Dancing in the Street, and she does a solo on the minute. She's a really, really good drummer. There's a few drum solo videos you can find of her, yeah. and, uh, and she was great. But Cynthia Gibb portrayed her, and uh, she turns 60 years old today. Oh, and Steve, I, I looked up her IMDb just to see what she was up to, and like around... 2016, 17, 18, she did a whole string of Christmas movies. Christmas movies, yeah. So I assume they're made for TV movies. I'm guessing maybe they're Hallmark. There's a couple of competing channels now. She also does some porn with Ginger Lynn, I know. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I'm glad those two It's a senior porn, it's called. Uh, she is 60 today. All right, we'll see if anybody knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. What woman's name is on the Declaration of Independence? 215-263-WMMR. And our first caller in this morning is Dave. Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Dave. Who's uh, who, what woman's name appears on the Declaration of Independence? Please. Uh, it's Mary Katie Goddard. Yes, that's correct. Mary Catherine Goddard. Hang on just a second. And she was a. I looked up her information. 
She was a publisher and postmaster out of Baltimore, and she was a printer, and they used her printing press for the second printing of the Declaration of Independence. Isn't that amazing? And therefore, her name appears as the printer on there, and I thought that was pretty awesome. I, I think one that. of her descendants works for QEC. Uh, really? <laughs> wow. Okay. The Goddard School. The Goddard. the Goddard School, of course. All right, so we are going to set up Dave with a Hannah's own gift card. Good for a free massage and facial. You can give the gift to glow this holiday season with a gift card. And uh, you can buy a spa package and get a free massage or facial gift card. Anyone will enjoy the massage services and the rejuvenating glue their facial services provide. You can check it out. Restrictions apply. See the spa for more details. Would you buy me one person? I, I would could use one. it. Yeah. Yes. All right, so a, on Wednesday, uh, the judge in Jonathan Major's domestic violence trial allowed evidence to be released to the public for the first time and in an audio recording, and I haven't heard this yet, but I have the transcript of it. Uh, the actor scolds his ex-girlfriend, Grace Jabari, for going out and drinking, and um, he, he says some pretty inflammatory <laughs> things. I, I listened to it, yeah. Okay, he said, how dare you come home drunk and disturb the peace of our house when we have a plan? Uh, he tells her that she needs to be, quote, in a certain mindset to support him to be more like Coretta Scott King. He goes, do you know who that is? That's Martin Luther King's wife, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama's wife. He says, I'm a great man, a great man. He says it a couple of times. I am doing great things, not just for me. But for my culture and the world. Oh, what? You know, it's, it's funny when I was listening to this, Preston, because he came out and he gave, he was the presenter of an award at an award show. And I remember turning to my wife when he came out. I think he's a really solid actor. You yeah. Know, that that aside, he comes out and I said, "This guy is crazy, full of himself. He loves you could himself, just tell he? the way he was carrying himself." I don't care for people like yeah, that yeah. who are just really like, "Well, I, you need to understand, I." Am something I'm special. a great man. Yeah. Uh, the dynamic, though, in the audio press and the way she was responding was very much Mel Gibson and what was her name? Marie? It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sulman. Ak- Aksana. Or no. Aksana. Yeah. Nick, Nick, I think you might. So I was that, thinking of Octo Mom. Sorry. Yeah. They all blend together. But that same dynamic, Preston, where you hear her going, I know, I'll try. She's recording it purposely, uh, you know? No, and okay. so she's sort of. I don't know. So I would say massaging it. So this um, this was audio that the the woman in the case recorded yes. and submitted for. Yes, and so now it's public. Yeah, um, right, yeah. Okay. The judge released it. Oksana Gregor Gregorieva, Gregorieva, or something along those yeah. lines. That was the whole uh, Mel Gibson thing, which of course he was screaming <laughs> <laughs> all his wonderful Mel Gibsonness stuff. I don't have Casey's not here, so we don't know where all these clips yeah. are, are hidden. I would dive into the Mel Gibson stuff, but uh, he goes on to say. Uh, the woman that supports me needs to be a great woman and make sacrifices the way that man is making for her and wow. for them, ultimately. So, wow. It's heavy duty. So, yeah. uh, it does that. What is really more damning is a lot of <clears throat> surveillance footage, which has come out. Yeah. Which, no! yeah yes, it has. Yeah, I'm now. sorry, now. You know how she's saying, oh, what the, you know, it, yeah. Uh-huh. So in in the in this major's um, video audio, uh, the girlfriend is, or the now the ex girlfriend is, seems to be playing that sort of uh, subservient, 
Well, now, mind you, she's obviously been abused, or, she, or at least she feels she's been abused, right. and that's why she's recording this. But the, that dynamic to me is always kind of weird. Um, yeah, but he's still saying those he's, things. He's still saying those things. You know, so, yeah. So that's what he believes. He Fine. is a great man. Uh, Oprah Winfrey, a great woman, confirmed the speculation that she is taking away lost drug akin to Ozempic in an interview with she people. Ju- didn't she just say no, that she didn't take it? Yes. Remember, I said she was doing. She said she was doing it the old-fashioned the way. Old-fashioned and, and I said she was ordering Ozempic by fax machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Winfrey told the outlet, I now use it as I feel I need it as a tool to manage not yo-yoing. Uh, she did not reveal which particular medication she is using. Uh, she said the fact that there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift, and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. Uh, I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people, and particularly myself. Well, so I guess maybe you, at first she was a little embarrassed well, when she was doing that, but you shouldn't be. Listen, this she is... She brought Weight Watchers, though, you this know? Is a, this is a tool that is available for people who qualify for it, and if you take it, you take it. Rock on, man. It's, if it's helping you, then that's all that matters. It's absolutely fine, especially yep. if it helps get your weight down and it helps you absolutely. fight diabetes. That's There's, there's no reason whatsoever. Yep. And then try to follow a healthy lifestyle. I eventually would like to see if they if they or if they can I'm eating it right now. Well, no, if they can tailor it to where you can take <laughs> uh, take it in certain doses that it assists you, it's not necessarily everything. You have to have yeah. it, but but like she said, if if you can help it use it to to help maintain, that'd be wonderful. Well, man. that's how it works. It, it goes in doses. You you have to start at a low dose and then yeah. it increases. But um the the drug is uh, it's positioned as having to use for the rest of your life. Like if you um if if Obesity, or you know, your your weight is a chronic issue. Right. Um, this is what they're saying. You will, you will have to use it for the rest of your so life. Kathy, okay. As a, so Unless as a you dia- can completely change your right. lifestyle, lifestyle. Right. But the same would be during it would be true for diabetes. So so in a lot of and, cases, and you you can you can um, reverse diabetes if you get if you get healthy. Two, st- right. 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 Type two. Um, so um, and this I understand a lot of people have like a, a an, an initial run of it and then stay on maintenance. Right. Is, that, is that what you've heard? Uh well yeah, 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 okay. yeah. But and there's also two um I think there's two different I think Ozempic is for the diabetes. I don't think they're I, I don't okay. think oh, okay. that they're prescribing it anymore specifically for weight loss. It's the other one that's being prescribed. Wigovi or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. For weight loss. I'm not really sure. I don't know. But you guys have uh, medications you're gonna take for the rest of your life? Yeah. I know I am. Yeah. I have Synthroid, I, I have Nexium, uh and I will it, My birth control. I need it well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at some point, you're going to go through menopause. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, you know, add it to the list if that uh, happens to be. Just put it in a big, it. just take a big, you know, a spoon. A ladle. A ladle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah see, so, no, I don't have anything that I will take for the rest of my life because uh, my goal is to not have to do that. Right. Like, I want to try to fix whatever, you know, so, like, with something like this, I would want to change my lifestyle so that I so that I don't have to stay on it Well, forever. so that's what she was indicating, and because she bought Weight Watchers, which became W, right? Right. Right. So, so, and then the initial response was, uh, and she had said, I'm, I'm, I did it the old fashioned way. So, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was something she well, that's said. A, yeah. I feel like that, you can't yeah, say so, that yeah. and then turn around and say, now, well, never mind. I took the medicine. Kathy, if they're smart, they fold in a program that includes this 
as part of the yeah. W program. Yes, well, that would... And, 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 and so you do that in a concert with changing your lifestyle and eating patterns. And that would work for, yeah. for her. You know, right. I mean, yeah. she has, she struggled with her weight her entire life. I mean, we've watched her. Yeah, in the remember public. the famous wheelbarrow where she brought out the wheelbarrow that had a, it was filled with actually fat from, uh, that had been shaved off of beef that represented the amount of weight she lost. Oh my God, yeah. no, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, you remember that? Nope. She brought no. out a wheelbarrow and it was filled with basically the amount of fat she had lost. Yeah, she was always yeah. up and down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So shit, she's admitted it. Yep. Uh, Tiffany Haddish has been charged in Los Angeles after being uh, taken into custody on November 24th on suspicion of driving while under the influence. So she's officially she's charged. She was charged with two misdemeanors. Uh, she's set to be arraigned on December 22nd. Uh, she was arrested November 24th after authorities received a call about 5.45 a.m. about a vehicle blocking a road on Beverly Drive. Uh, police said they found her inside the car and cited her on suspicion of driving under the influence. So she's got the arraignment coming up on the 22nd. Listen to this. Uh, sleep is of the utmost importance to Dakota Johnson. The 50 Shades of Grey actor told the Wall Street Journal in a recent interview, sleep is my number one priority. And then when I asked how much sleep she usually gets, Johnson replied, I am not functional if I get less than 10 hours of sleep. She says, I can easily go 14 hours. Oh, my God. What? She shared that she also meditates every day, twice a day, and that she will get in a bathtub at any moment, at any time of the day. She said, in the middle of the day, I'm like, oh, God, what is this world? And I'll get in the bathtub. She, I find water really grounding. She's sleeping more than she's awake. How do you have time to do anything, <laughs> anything. Thank you. if you are sleeping and taking that many baths and meditating twice a day? 10 hours? Dude. I mean, she's... She's got like a good four hours throughout the day where she's she can do something. The, ten hours when that happens to me, I'm like I'll go to my wife and I'm like, oh my god, I slept ten hours <laughs> yeah. last. And how do you feel when you sleep ten hours? Do you feel uh, on the whole? Do you oh, feel a little I bit feel more fantastic? Do you? Yeah, sleep in ten hours, absolutely. If I sleep too long, I feel groggy. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the uh, the same mindset of a Preston and Kathy. Like, if I've gone sleep deprived, which is pretty much every week, and then I get to sleep in and have a good night's sleep on Friday and the Saturday oh. morning, it, it to me, it gets me through the next week. Like, yep. I, I, yep. It, for same. me, like, uh, you know, the Saturday and Sunday sleep-ins help me the next week. Yeah, absolutely. So, but what, what time do you wake up on, say, Saturday? I mean, it depends on what's going on in life and right. whatever, but like, uh, probably 10, 10 30. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. What time, uh, do you go to, you. what time do you go to bed? Do you go to bed uh, later? On Fridays and Saturdays? I yeah. Go, yeah, it's like closer to midnight or, or one in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Up around 7.38, something like that. Just naturally kind of roll out of bed. But if it, but if I have been wiped out for the week, yeah, I can sleep till like 9 what o'clock, about, something like that. What yeah. about uh, while on vacation when you get up? Uh, yeah, it's 7.38, something like that. Okay. Just kind of naturally, the, the light will wake me up. I just shift later and later on vacation, which is unhealthy when returning to work. But like, I'll, I'll stay up later and later and then sleep right. in later and later. Yeah. Uh, so she gets... Ten hours of sleep a day. She's a, she's minimum, a cat. Minimum. She sleeps like a cat. Insane. Uh, let's see. How about this? Shannon Doherty uh, shared her truth on Instagram yesterday regarding her marriage with her soon-to-be ex-husband, Kurt Iswarienko. Uh The charmed actor said that TMZ was planning to run a story about the pair having an open marriage after she received a reveal on her podcast that she found out he was cheating on her days before undergoing brain surgery. She said, let's be clear, the truth matters. I just received a disturbing phone call that TMZ was going to run a story about me. The story supposedly comes from my husband's friends, my soon-to-be ex that he told me two years ago he was cheating on me and we have 
have had an open marriage. Uh, she wrote, this is an absolute lie, and I will address the marriage and uh, affair further on her podcast. That's an interesting move. So you cheat, and then you say... Oh, didn't I tell you we have an open marriage? Right, right. I've, uh, Steve, I've I, heard. Did that, you get the email? I've heard that used as an excuse um, prior to the cheating. The, right, the man will say, "No, no, no, my wife and I have an open marriage," and then the person with whom that that man cheats thinks that it's okay because it's, uh, the, the wife is all right with it. Right. When when the whole time that open marriage thing was yeah. a lie, she's right. going in for brain surgery. You're right. Uh, Steve, I bring this up because you were a big fan of these TV shows, but a, a character actor by the name of Camden Toy, uh, best known for playing vampires and demons on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, passed away. And I'll, I'll give you some of his roles. Maybe you'll remember from them. Uh, but he had a two-year battle with pancreatic cancer. He was 68. He appeared in season four Buffy episode called Hush as yes. one of the demonic gentlemen. Yes, I the I love this episode, love this series, and uh, these were particularly scary characters. He played the skin-eating demon named Gnarl in Season 7's Same Time, Same Place. He also recurred as a primordial Turok Han vampire. <laughs> and on Angel, he played the ancient Nosferatu-like vampire, the Prince of Lies, in the World War II-themed flashbacks of Season 5's Why We Fight. Uh, he was also a series regular on Goodnight Burbank and played uh, Igor Chambers on uh, the Peacock web series The Bay and most recently appeared in the movie Average Joe, so he passed away. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so he had had pancreatic cancer, but I know you were a big fan yes, of Yes, love so. Buffy. Uh, George Clooney is going all in on Barba, Barbie duo Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, potentially playing his Ocean's Eleven character Danny Ocean's parents in an upcoming prequel film. Uh, speaking with reporters at the Los Angeles premiere of The Boys in the Boat on Monday, Clooney weighed in and said, Margot Robbie, my mother... I've always thought that. And Ryan Gosling is my father. Well, when you think about it, it makes sense, truly. So if it's Ocean's Eleven, will that be his age? Uh, maybe that'll yeah. be it. No, I don't even think he'll be alive at this oh. point. So uh, little is known about the project other than Robbie's production company, Lucky Chap Entertainment, producing the movie, and Austin Powers and Bombshell director Jay Roach is attached to direct. Uh, Roach previously revealed that the movie is set in the 1960s in Monte Carlo mm -hmm. and that he's confident that Robbie and Gosling will do the right, right by the franchise. It is, uh, yet, has not yet been officially announced uh, if they are playing uh, Danny Ocean's parents or not, but that's kind of a conjecture. Yeah, I hope yeah. they do a good... I, I, in general, save for maybe one of the movies, I, I enjoyed the series. Yeah, I didn't... Um, Ocean's 12, I watched like a half hour of and then I quit and I never finished it. Hmm. I just... It, it seemed so off the mark from the first one. It's, yeah, it's a weird misstep. But then 13, I really liked it a lot. great. Yeah, with Pacino. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a, a nice conclusion. <laughs> <to those>. I, <laughs> I never saw the... Uh, the all female one, though. I did. Yeah, it was think? okay. Yeah, you know. I saw the. It was a gimmick. The original, original one with, with Sinatra and the and the Rat Pack. Yeah. I didn't really care for that one. I, I I get that it's all these superstars and whatever, but to me, like that, I, I really liked Ocean's Eleven with with Clooney as like a heist movie better. So I I love the original, but I saw the did you see did you see this after you saw the Clooney version? That's a good I question. Don't know. <laughs> I don't remember, Steve. I don't, yeah. I don't know which order I saw them in. Because the original Nick is as you said, it was a. It, that that was their gimmick. All of these mega stars of the time. Not that they, the the, uh, the you know the new series didn't have its uh, stars, but yeah, it was just so much of a time. And why? <laughs>
Come here. <laughs> no. He just there you go. He can't get enough of that. All right. So Netflix has confirmed when Millie Bobby Brown's new movie will land on the streaming service. Uh, the fantasy adventure called Damsel is now set for release on March 8th after missing its original October 13th release date. Uh, they announced the new debut date sharing a movie poster focusing on Brown's left eye with the caption to keep your eye on Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, and that's Damsel premieres March 8th. What's that? That was her eye in the picture, right? Yes, correct. In Damsel, uh, she stars as Princess uh, Elodie. Uh, opposite of cast, it includes Jurassic World's Nick Robinson, Black Panther's Angela Bassett, and Black Widow's Ray Winstone. Uh, the film's official synopsis reads, A dutiful damsel agrees to marry a handsome prince only to find the royal family has recruited her as a sacrifice to repay an ancient debt. Thrown into a cave with a fire-breathing dragon, she must rely on her wits and will to survive. Uh, the first trailer landed earlier this week. Uh, it shows uh, Brown in a battle with a dragon and wielding a sword and giving a glimpse of the movie's spectacular visuals. You, there was a picture you showed uh, on Instagram. To, to think that this was this little this girl. this was 11? Yeah. Oh, my God. She has blossomed into this stunningly beautiful, talented, yeah. well-educated, sweet gal. Uh, and she's going to she's gonna be a big star. Oh, yeah. I think it's just only going to continue to get better for her. Uh, the film isn't her only project to be delayed. Uh, season 5 of Stranger Things was held up due to the strikes. And uh, that obviously being over there set to start filming again in January. And now the cast is all going to look 35 years old. <laughs> I mean, how in the hell? Well, they de-aged her for the last season. Yes. So I guess they might be employing some of that technology because <laughs> it's going to be a lot of hard work. Yeah, I wonder if they might just kind of fast forward the right. timeline of the story so it makes sense. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure how they're going to handle all What did your mom pack you for lunch? <laughs> uh, Anthony Anderson has been chosen to host the 75th Annual Emmy Awards on January 15th. Uh, the award ceremony was originally scheduled to take place September 18th, but that was postponed due to the, uh, the whole strikes. I can't get enough of the award shows. Uh, he said in a statement, with our industry's recent challenges behind us, we can get back to what we love, dressing up and honoring ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no better celebratory moment to bring the creativity community together than the Milestone 75th Emmy Awards. When Fox asked me to host this historic telecast, I was over the moon that Taylor Swift was unavailable. <laughs> and now I can't wait to be part of the biggest night in television. So here's a loaded question. What do you think is the most superfluous of the award shows? Oh, God. I was just thinking that I actually liked award shows when there were fewer of them. Yes. You know, when they, when they had agree. more impact. And, you know, if it was just the Emmys and the Oscars and the Golden Globes, I'd be all about it. But, Steve, like, it's a great question. I, I don't know. What's the worst of all of them? I, well, I, I'm not going to mean not be the worst, but I think the most superfluous in my mind yeah. is probably the ESPYs. Because yeah, that's, you've already, yeah, when you, you already win a championship, win. Yeah. you've already won. Yeah, there's there's already victory involved yeah. in yeah. sports. There's already awarding of champions and MVPs and, right. and all that yeah. stuff. That kind of makes sense. The ESPYs, though, highlight uh, some sports that aren't don't have wide appeal. Sometimes a lot of like suck. female teams, a lot of yeah, female okay. teams, or yeah. like uh, minor league teams and things like that. No, true. Yeah, like the days of the MTV yeah, but movie that's awards. Not, but that's not what draws. Yeah, that is not, that's not what draws the ESPYs. It's kind of a, a little the superstars. Bonus, yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, they're all. It's kinda... like you tune in for the Irving Thalberg Award. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right, and then one final thing: Barbie's billion-dollar box office haul has opened the door for more feature film adaptations of iconic plastic ladies, American Girls. 
The 18-inch dolls that had an absolute chokehold over millennial use are finally getting their day on the big screen. Mm. Mattel Films announced plans to produce uh, the film with uh, Paramount Pictures and Temple Hill Entertainment based on the American Girl dolls. Do you think they have enough? I mean, in general, this is kind of a stupid thing to say, but do you think American Girl dolls, Kathy and Marissa, have the same sort of personality and backstory of Barbie? Oh, that was like kind of the whole... Point yeah. of American Girl dolls. They, they all have stories. a serious backstory. I collected only Barbies. Steve, there is a uh, hilarious uh, SNL sketch yeah. that makes fun of all the American Girl dolls. It might give you a all right, taste. all right. They, yeah, so we had will, there. There were books that came along with them. Like I would read to Caroline the books about the the American Girl doll. They all, Steve, they had extensive backstory. Really? Oh, so yeah. so would you say everyone comparable to Barbie? Way more common. Way more. Oh, okay. like like they like they they go through the history of who this girl was and and where she's from and what what her parents and all that stuff. Each one okay. of those dolls. All right. See, yeah. they are so huge. I mean, it, just the store alone in New York and and the wait time to go there and eat in the cafe and spend time <laughs> there. My friend is uh, her her daughters are uh, finally out of the American Girl stage, um, and so she's selling them secondhand. They are. I mean, flying out of her house. She, really? She is. What is she getting, if I may ask, on average for these? I mean, she. They had everything. They had like houses and horses and <laughs> luggage and this and that and whatever. I mean, I. I don't know exactly because I. I we obviously didn't get any of them, so I don't even know what they cost. But right. I know that she says she oh, just we, sold something for one hundred and seventy-five dollars. Whoa! We've got. We have. We have a, a an American Girl doll Vespa. We have a bed. We have like tons of <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. that's left over from when Caroline was collecting those. Uh, I don't know where the dolls are. I don't know if we still have those or not. My only experience with American Girl doll was the accessories like that, the Vespa press. Uh, mm-hmm. press. Um, our elf actually borrowed them from <laughs> uh, my friend's house and uh, would play around with them in our in Oh, our the elf on the shelf? Yes. The would elf play the with shelf. the American Girl oh. doll yes, toys. Well, he's got from... a lot of time to kill. Right. <laughs> so, uh, how do I look in this? Screenwriter Lindsay Anderson Beer, who penned Pet Cemetery Bloodlines and Netflix's Sierra Burgess is a loser, is attached to write the screenplay and produce. Uh, this is not the first time that Mattel tried to make an American Doll movie, American Girl Doll movie, happened back in 2019. Uh, they partnered with MGM for a proposed adaptation, and there have been dozens of books and several direct-to-video movies on each girl's historic upbringing, uh, which, by the way, yeah, I watched a couple of those. There was one that was... Um, uh, Jane Seymour was in it. She played the grandmother. And uh, there's one called Kit Kitteridge, an American Girl starring Abigail Breslin, was the only previous movie to have a theatrical lease grossing about $17 million in 2008. Which American Girl uh, did Wendy O. Williams play, Preston? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to roll the clips. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Coming. All right. <laughs> Give her a minute. Wait. Oh. There it is. <laughs> The new Christmas horror film, There's Something in the Barn, is about an American family who fulfills their dream of moving after inheriting a remote cabin in the mountains of Norway. In this clip, actor Martin Starr discusses the vibe of the movie. It just feels so uh, like 90s throwback horror movie, like monster movie vibes. It just like takes me back to my childhood. You just don't see a lot of, especially with... uh, the direction that, you know, like Marvel can make these movies that look 
I don't know. It's just a, just a throwback to what I loved about watching movies when I was a kid and what, what made me want to be an actor. Shut up, dummy. Uh, there's Something in the Barn is currently available to rent or buy on Prime. I think I'm going to like this. Actually, we're looking at the trailer. Yeah, it has like sort of vibe. I like that actor. He's uh, Guilfoyle on uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, oh, he's really good. Freaks and Geeks? Yes. Was and he in that too? Oh, yes. He was in the Spider-Man Far From Home yes. and, yeah. and uh, yeah. all, all of those. He's the teacher. The teacher, yeah. yeah. It By takes the, way, the debate real- teacher, yep. Real quick, beautiful it's a sunrise. Beautiful sunrise. Huh? Yeah, 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 I was going to bring that up in a second. Okay. Here's the next clip. Here's the next clip. All right, thank you. It's a wonderful knife. It's about a girl who makes a wish uh, that she had never been born and finds herself in a nightmare parallel universe where, without her, things could be much worse. In this clip, Joel McHale talks about ad living in this film. Here we go. You know, and I would, you know, I was very, you know, like how far could you let me screw around? And uh, and hopefully they were character driven jokes and not just comments. And so they, I know they put a few of those in, which was really nice. Yeah. It's a Wonderful Knife is now available to stream on Prime, by the way. Yeah, that's on my list, too. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. And yes, Nick, it is indeed a gorgeous sunrise. We have pinks and blues, a beautiful hue as you begin your drive into work. Should we go outside and dance to Fifth Dimension songs? We could do that. (laughs) The Dawning of the Age of Aquarius, something like that. That could work out nicely. Uh, But uh, we're going to hang out together during this beautiful morning, so stay put. We'll be back in a moment. We'll do some Christmas Miracle Invites at some point, and uh, Fortune Themester is going to be checking in at 2. So stay there. We'll be back shortly. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. This Wednesday, live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. Listen to the Preston and Steve Show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. It's a Christmas miracle or something. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. I think we should do a segment now that is entitled... The Stream of Consciousness. Oh, this is the old Stream of Consciousness ah. music. I forgot that we had two different ones, and uh, Casey. It's kind of nostalgic. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. All right, uh, stories that are at random because. My mind is a raging torrent, flooded with rivulets of thought, cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. All right, so we're going to start with this. We need to find that other music. I, I like that, but the other one's better. The, the yeah, just trippy and yeah, it's a, kind of ethereal. All right, I saw this article and did not know that this product existed. Uh, Kathy, neck cream. Neck cream. Yes. Okay. Are you familiar with neck cream? I mean, I use moisturizer on my neck, but I don't have something specific for it. I did not know that the neck was so important to uh, to ladies. Sorry about that. Uh, but um, if your skincare stops at your jaw, you're doing it wrong, according so, to this article. You know how I know this is... Yes, is exactly what I thought it was. If you follow Sid Wilder... 
you know, she's a friend of the show. Comedian, oh, yeah. She goes to a guy who is super popular. He's out a neck guy? He is the neck doctor. Wait, wow. What? And okay. that's, this is what he does. All right. He tightens uh, and gets rid of the gobbler and all that other stuff <laughs> and wrinkles and all of that. But he is, a, all he does, Kathy, is the neck. I mean, listen, so the as far as uh, neck moisturizer goes, there's like ways to apply it and all well, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got this info here. Okay. By the way, uh, just south of your face, according to this article, your delicate neck and décolleté. Uh, the turkey neck? <laughs> lie just as exposed to, or maybe it's décolleté. I'm not sure. Uh, exposed to UV rays, uh, pollution, and other external aggressors that ultimately have an aging effect on the skin. And I had to look up décolleté or décolleté and find out what the hell that means. That's as you get down here. Oh. A little bit more. Above the knockers. Below, below the neck. And, that would be and the chest. This area. Yeah, but it's it's between the chest and the neck. Okay. That's that's your décolleté. Okay. It's the nest. Uh, like where your collarbone is? I, I guess so. Yeah. So, so it's an indicator of age. That right? is it. Yeah. Right, so yeah. uh, because the skin in these areas is thinner than that of the face. Don't I know it. They're even more prone to dryness, pigmentation, wrinkles, and more. And to defend against common concerns like tech neck lines. Tech neck? Uh, turkey neck and sagging jawline. <laughs> they have the best neck creams that actually work in this particular article. Do you know what tech neck is? Uh-uh. It's from holding your head down. Okay. Right. Oh, Constantly, that's what that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> tech neck. Uh, uh, so. Uh, Dr. Loretta Seraldo says our necks show our age before most of the face, with the exception of our thin eye skin, which is often the first to show visible unwanted aging changes. Uh, maintaining a skin care routine for your neck is pretty straightforward <laughs> and requires only one or two products. And you should be set with a nourishing neck cream to use twice a day, once in the morning, once at night, plus an SPF for daytime. Uh, what's your regimen, Kathy? Uh, I'm, yeah, I I do exactly that. I do morning. morning and I do, night. I, yeah, evening or or whenever I sh- if I shower like after the gym. I always I'll always moisturize after a shower because it's totally dry. Um, <laughs> so, do you have uh, products that have glycerin, peptides, and botanical antiox- antioxidants? Oh, I don't know about that. I I use uh, stuff with not a lot of ingredients in it. Oh, okay. Uh, glycerin is great for all day moisture, while peptides assist with uh, filling fine lines and wrinkles, which manifest as tech neck and antioxidant support collagen, therefore tackling the tightening and toning of the area. Other dermatologists approved ingredients that help maintain a youthful looking neck include uh, niacinamide, uh, hyaluronic acid, and retinoids. Uh, Eva Longoria is always going off about hyaluronic acid. Oh, really? Yeah, in her commercials, it's very, very important. So, Kathy, if it has multiple uh, syllables, you don't want to have anything to do with it. Um, so, sometimes. I, I do have ones like from a dermatologist that I will use not every day like that'll have retinol in it or you know stuff to kind of like smooth out your skin um but like my everyday lotions i just yeah i try because you know me i'm allergic to everything so i try i try to You'll not explode have, like, into flames with all the crap you're, you're allergic to. yeah it's like all fragrance free doesn't have anything in it i always had an old look my neck always i always thought i had an old looking neck like, yeah. I, I, like even when i was like in high school i had like wrinkles and you Look know it. yeah maybe maybe what was it what was it benjamin button yeah yeah you're reversing <laughs> maybe i'll be reverse. i'm bald my head looks like a baby maybe i'll turn into a baby by the time i die i just had my first um face laser done what uh, yeah yeah 
face laser. The doctor, I think she thought I was nuts. I was like, like right as she was about to start, I was like, I can't do it. I have to go. She was like, what, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I was like, I can't do this. I, I don't understand. I, that's, Did you literally bolt up from the place and leave? I held her hand and was like, yeah. wait, I like pushed her back and I had these goggles on where you couldn't see a oh, damn thing. So I didn't know that. what was going on. I'm like, you have to alert me. She was like, oh, okay, I, I, I will. <laughs> You're using you know, your face laser on me. <laughs> Help! Kathy. You were there voluntarily, right? I was. I, I made know, the appointment, I Nick. Okay. Ma'am, or, correct me if I'm wrong, but you came in here. <laughs> For a real hard ass, you're such a pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, and they and so and she got a little bit of a heads up. So a friend of mine also goes there, and she was like, oh, boy. She's like, well, good luck with that one. So she had a little bit of a heads up that I was a baby, and so they put numbing cream on me, and she goes, we're going to let that sit like a little bit longer than I normally do. And I was like, okay. It was Why not. Why don't you drink this bottle of wine? It was not um, It was not that bad. Once she started, All I right. was okay. But right. the, the whole, like, beginning of it, I was like, oh, no, no, no hold no. on, wait. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. What does it? What is the desired result? Uh, so I have like um, a beard. <laughs> well, actually, you could s- smell the peach fuzz burning. Okay. I was uh. like, "What does that smell? Is that normal?" <laughs> she was like, "Yes, it's the peach fuzz on your face. It's okay. It's the hair burning off of yeah. your face." Jesus Christ, Steve! I have some like dark like sun marks. And okay. So um, supposedly, I think you go like two or three times, and uh, hopefully, it will gone permanently. Well, hopefully, we'll All see. Right. I, I just did the first one. Um, on Tuesday, so because there's a large we'll scar on this side. No, stop, know. stop! But I had like darker dark marks that I didn't even realize I had because after you're huh. you're finished, you're a little bit pink in those areas, yeah. and uh, yeah, I had some like on my forehead, my little teeny forehead that I um, <laughs> I didn't know about. A very dainty small <laughs> forehead. But you know, it, I think it was a pretty um, light treatment as okay. far as lasers go because I was you know a little bit red flush for the rest of the day, <laughs> but there was no pain afterwards, and I was fine the next. If you're happy with the results, yeah, why we'll, not get a face I'll, laser? I'll keep you posted. <laughs> By the way, uh, people are correcting me in my pronunciation. It's a décolleté. Décolleté is how you pronounce that area. It's it's your your neckline. Uh, so as it comes down, like if you were wearing a lower cut, uh, it's not cleavage, but on the yeah. line. Yeah, okay. Decolleté. It's that aging, rotting skin. So by the way, skin care experts share their top recommendations for neck creams. You ready for this? Let them go. All yeah. right, you can get the Revision Skin Care Neck uh, Neck to Firm Advanced, and it only is $154. Oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect. Three ounces. $54. Bucks. I know. I'll just rub Crisco on my neck. The Strivectin uh, TL Advanced Tightening Neck Cream Plus is $59. Mm. More affordable there. It's a third of the price. The Revision Skin Care Neck to Firm is $106. Oh, I have the Revision uh, Under Eye Cream. Under Eye Cream. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at the, there's the site now. Um, when are you going to start using it? <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. They're also suggesting the number seven restore and renew face and neck multi-action <laughs> fragrance-free day cream with SPF 30. That's only 25 bucks. I guess the longer the name, yeah, the less the, the money you pay. Yeah. Because you also have the Rock Multi-Correction 5-in-1 Chest, Neck, and Face Moisturizer Cream with SPF 30. That's $26. That's what I use. So those are your top five, Rock. She got the Rocky eyes. In case you're, you're interested. So <laughs> and I get rid of this eye. I was not familiar with neck specific 
creams, and I do found you, that interesting. Do you guys have, do you put moisturizer on your face? No. I just use just my hands. You what? Just my hands. Uh, do you, sunblock. Like during, but eat, like now, like not in the summertime? You'll yeah, in the it. winter too, yeah. But it has, it's a speci- uh, special, uh, it, it, it has a moisturizer in it as well. Okay, but, so you're using a moisturizer yeah, with an SPF but I mean, but too. I mean, yeah, but the, the basic deal is, you know, me with the vitiligo and everything, and I have to make sure I'm protected. Protected. Yeah. When Nick, I go do out. you? Uh, just like pressing, just my hands. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's should. weird. Like I just that it's anti aging for men too. I mean, just because yeah. you're you uh, you know you're a woman, it should be. I know, but be- it, I, like I I don't the anti aging thing. I just don't. Well, it's not. But part of just keeping your face moisturized is going to help you with my face. Certain- never feels dry. You know what I mean? I never it's your I never hands. Go, yeah, it's my hands. Like I'm Damn using hands. my hands, and when I pick things up, they feel you know dry because I can't grip onto something. But no, I just shaving cream's the only thing I ever put on my face and soap. Yeah, that's and it. that is weird that you are never if you never put anything on that you're not dry at all because you don't look dry. Okay. Hey, you ever get a uh, face massage when you go to Hand and Stone? Uh, yes, I have a few times, and it's nice. It's really nice, and and Steve, like they kind of massage your sinuses a little bit. Oh, yes. I know, yeah. I've, I've had it done. I, I forget where I had it done, but they and and the the woman actually said she had me under that big magnifying glass. She said. You you actually have very good skin. <laughs> like really. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, you guys should get hydrofacials. It like they show you afterwards in like a little uh, cup all of the like dirt that they <laughs> pulled yeah. out of your pores. I can't believe you like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 That stuff be disgusting. Oh you no, know, no, she's no, happy no. because it's it's cleaning her face. No, the hydrofacial doesn't hurt at all. It's actually very. It's like almost like a face massage. Okay. It's like okay. this little like suction that uh, kind of filters water through the pores oh. and pulls it. Out. It, no, it doesn't hurt at so all. We, did they I show was, you the all the dirt they pulled out of your face? So yeah, but mine was actually not that dirty. <laughs> they were like, "Well, this isn't so bad." I was like, "Oh." I thought you were talking about the you know the the blackhead squeezing. No, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I love no. that. <laughs> when I get a facial, I I'm like, just go crazy, take okay. it all out. You know, you're a pimple popping fan, so that's right up your alley. Yeah, I had that done once at Joseph Anthony. I, I didn't care for it. It was like too much to like. Poking and poking and prodding in my face, um, but Kathy, for the stuff that you're talking about, like, do you have to go to a salon to have that done, or can they maybe do it here? Oh, it's a, uh, can they do it at Guppies? Well, it, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they have it at Redstone at lunchtime. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> Nick, it is a machine, so I don't know. I guess maybe they could bring it here. I'm not sure, but they have the hydrofacials are you can find them everywhere. Gotcha. All right, uh, stream of consciousness, Nur. We're going somewhere else. <laughs> All right. (laughs) That's the Rolling Stones. Start me up. At number seven, the Rolling Stones. Okay. Start me up. We'll just use this. We don't have the old one. Uh, All right. So these are stories that are not related in any way, shape, or form, but I found them kind of interesting. So achieving the American dream comes with a hefty price tag. Uh, That price tag is apparently $3.4 million over a lifetime, as reported by financial site Investopedia. To achieve what most people would consider the American dream. That is correct. Which would be a house... Right. Well, uh, what, what constitutes by their their list? It includes expenses associated with marriage, retirement savings, home ownership, and raising two children to the age of eighteen. However, median lifetime earnings for the typical U.S. worker is about one point seven million dollars. So we come up quite short of that. Where this list also comes up short is they don't include a hovercraft. Uh, it <laughs> highlights the financial challenges many families face. Have you ever been on a hovercraft? Yes, I it's awesome. Not. Yeah, so you press. 
question. It's like you're floating on air. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Was it a smaller one? It was or a smaller one. Okay. Actually, my neighbor. They my, make really big, gigantic ones. My neighbor used to have um, what they call an amphicat, I guess it was. Um, and then he had a small, little, like, Two-person hovercraft. Right, yeah. This guy was crazy, by the way. I've seen the individual yeah. ones. You can you can make uh, makeshift hovercrafts with a leaf blower. Yes, I've seen them. Which yeah, is yeah. kind of fun. You can just kind of, you know, glide around on it, which is pretty weird. This, not to go off on a tangent, but this guy moved go into ahead. the neighborhood, and this and it was clear, like, this This is, we were like, you know, middle class, you know, mid-level, middle class neighborhood, and, and this guy pulls, it. he has his house built, Preston, and it's like this ridiculously big house in the neighborhood, and he's got clearly a trophy wife, and everyone's starting to go, I remember he was a kid going... I bet this guy's on the run from the law or something. Yeah. And he had all the, these toys that he was always running around the neighborhood. And so he had all this weird stuff. And wouldn't you know, lo and behold, there was one night we walk, you know, hear a lot of noise, wake up the next morning, the house is empty. Really? They just left. They were obviously evading somebody. Oh, uh, well, know? they were living the American dream. <laughs> uh, they had a hovercraft. So according to CBS News, uh, rising costs for child care, college tuition, uh, and home ownership contribute to these pressures. And another analysis indicates that funding the American dream costs around $130,000 annually for a family of four, uh, surpassing the median household income of about $75,000. Uh, the study emphasizes the financial strain on single earner households compared to those with uh, two working adults. So the dream, obviously, is that every member of the family can get face laser treatment? Yes, of course. I mean, who wouldn't want that? The ones who have yeah. high tolerance, right, right. pain tolerance. Yeah, and, and no, since if your child has an inordinately large head. Yeah. yeah, so, all right, that's the American dream. $3.4 million if you can afford it. The Stream of Consciousness Nerd. All right. On to something, Steve, you can uh, definitely uh, associate with. Um, this is a study on cats. Yes. More scientific evidence has surfaced to show that while mittens may be your sweet little angel, letting her roam outside is also a bit of a threat to biodiversity. Scientists reviewed more than 100 years worth of scientific studies to gain a better understanding of which animals uh, free-ranging cats will prey upon or scavenge. And the resulting paper published in Nature Communications found that free-ranging cats, including domestic and feral, will eat... 2,084 different species of birds, mammals, <laughs> reptiles, amphibians, and insects. There were even cows on that list. Wait, the cats would eat a cow? Though they were probably the result of scavenging rather than hunting. Right. I've seen my cat take down a uh, cow. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so... Uh, They'll eat anything. There's one cat that we allow out, and that was at the... That's um, suggestion because when we moved into the into now we've been in this house for eight years. But the she started spraying the back by the back door, so she she's unfamiliar with the, with the territory. And there were other cats in the area. She goes out and she stays literally in our yard, never leaves the yard, and then comes back. She actually Preston goes out and comes back in to go to the bathroom. She's outside, right? Oh, and she comes back in to use the cat box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she, she doesn't stay out all the time. But, yeah, that's the only 
you know, uh, but yet what she'll do when she goes out, Preston, she doesn't do it as much anymore. Like in the, in the spring, uh, there's been my fair share of coming out and seeing a bird that has been picked off by her that's still alive. So I got my box ready. I run over to the uh, Schuylkill uh, Light, you know, the uh, animal center and bring the bird and, and they, they rehabilitate it. But yeah, they're they're I mean, they're they're. They're predatory. That's what they do. Steve, when was the shift uh, for cats to be more indoors? Because uh, growing up, you know, and I'm, I'm 48, like almost all of my cats were outdoor cats. So yeah, we had just we, let them out. Yeah, yeah, it was our cats as well. And so, the, but basically, they live longer if they're kept inside. I got you. Yeah. So, and, the, again, and that's because they can be prey. The cat that we have now. They can be preyed upon. Sure. Well, and, and the cat that we have now, um, I mean, I live near two relatively busy roads, and I, I would be afraid if she wandered out and, yeah. um, you know, and, and I, you know, she get clipped by a car or whatever. Um, but yeah, like growing up, the kids, the cats just always wanted, we had cat doors Same you know, thing. So, and, and they, uh, in the winter time when you had to, was the only time you had to change the kitty litter. Cause outside the rest of the year, they go out and not poop. me. She got to come in. Yeah. Not, Hello. When are you coming out? <laughs> oh, also we would go away for vacation for like a week and just leave enough dry food. Yes. For them. Now I got to pay somebody to come into the house two <laughs> times a day. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. But you love them to death. So the list of creatures that cats have uh, chowed on includes 300. 140 species of conservation concern, including uh, Newell's shearwater, green sea turtles, the northern bobwhite quail, and the little brown bat. Uh, while cute, cats are skilled predators, so much so that they've been documented as a major threat to biodiversity of bird species in North America. Did you ever see the Netflix um, special on cats? Showed about like the, the cat's hunting skills, so the good. cat's skeleton, its ability to right itself, you know, the classic cat uh, Cat falling can ride itself in midair. It lands on his It's amazing. Steve, I love that one cat that worked in like the brewery. Yes. And, and, yes. One, and they, they tracked the, the cat at, during the day and at night. And um, they literally like it was a, a mouse cat for that brewery. Yep. And um, but they, they you know, put a, a tracker on it. And like it, <laughs> the path that it created every yeah. night was, was fascinating. It was on patrol. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they also linked, uh, they are li- <laughs> cats are linked to the extinction of more than 60 species worldwide. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, despite the problem globally, a separate report in 2022 found that cats are either unmanaged or managed using scientifically unsupported and ineffective approaches in many jurisdictions around the world. Uh, but those things are, they are killing machines. <laughs> they are, they are efficient and they are really good. And at they're it. fun to boop. They're fun to boop on the nose. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> boop. <laughs> All right. Stream of consciousness. Oh, we oh. found it. Oh. That's the one. Thank you, Marissa. All right. We're going to stick with a uh, another uh, animal story. Uh, and I found this one very, very interesting. Uh, photos of a very special dolphin. Uh, inhabiting the waters of Corinth, Greece, are surfacing. It is a dolphin born with hook-shaped thumb flippers. What? Thumb flippers? Yes. And was spotted... Who's t- the coolest dolphin? Hey. This guy. Spotted twice this summer by researchers with the... Uh, <laughs> uh, Pelagos Catasian uh, Kedis- K- Research Institute. So the thumbed dolphin had no problem keeping up with the rest of its pod and was seen swimming, leaping, uh, bow riding, playing with other dolphins as well. Can you describe what these, do it, they actually look like thumbs? No, Steve, it looks like an old um, can opener or bottle opener. Uh, Nick, wouldn't you say that's a 
Good description. Yes, so you they can are, open your beer on this? That's what the flippers look like. They are working their way towards opposable thumbs, clearly. Yeah, well, so this is interesting. And, and there's, a, there's a little fact in here I did not know about uh, dolphins. Dolphins are uh, cetaceans, yes. a group of marine mammals that have evolved distinct forelimbs. The bones in a dolphin's fins are arranged into human-like hands encased in a soft tissue flipper. So they're kind of just... They're like your hands, but, they're, but they have uh, tissue. You're that's, doing jazz hands, That's all you? over it. I am doing jazz hands. They right have now. like jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fact that... <laughs> This is according to a uh, one of the researchers said the fact that uh, this irregularity is found in both flippers of the dolphin and no injuries or skin lesions are present explains why this could not be an illness, uh, no but an, surgery. an expression of very rare genes. So when you look at the skeleton laid out as we're looking at in the studio here, yeah, I mean, you can you can see there's sort of a hand kind of thing going on in the flippers. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, dolphins develop their fingers within the flipper, and no cells between and and uh, and no cells between the fingers uh, die off. Uh, to simplify, dolphins have thumbs; they're just concealed by flippers. Uh, the unique dolphin, this unique uh, dolphin found in the Gulf of Corinth, is missing some of the fingers, and the tissue would be in uh, that would encase them. So it's and they they believe it's an anomaly. Do they believe that this is where evolution will go? They didn't say that. Uh, one of the researchers said it looks uh, like the cells that normally would have formed the equivalent of our index and middle fingers died off in a strange event when the flipper was forming while the calf was still in the womb. Uh, it is the thumb and fourth finger that remain resembling a hook. Uh, the Gulf of Corinth, by the way, is the only place in the world where striped dolphins live in a semi-enclosed gulf. Did you see that manatee with mutton chop sideburns? <laughs> no. I did not see that, it's but I, wild. I am intrigued. Pretty wild. By the way, the dolphins, these particular dolphins, isolated from larger seas or oceans, join common dolphins and Rizzo's dolphins Rizzo. to form a permanent mixed species dolphin society. And that society has been under the study by the Institute since 1995. To put this pod in perspective, the genetic distance is like if humans lived in a mixed species society with chimpanzees and gorillas. So the fact that these dolphins... Dolphins congregate and live with these other uh, type of dolphins is uh, an anomaly, unlike any other Think place about in the world. In, in the world, on that level, where there's multiple variations, like in the dog world, or the, the that. In other words, so there's like a teacup poodle, and then there's a you know like a Noofy, uh, a Noofy, right? Yeah. So. Imagine if your best friend was 11 times bigger than, you know. Yeah. I don't she, know why, uh, like, a, a golden retriever isn't a subspecies of dog, right? Like, why is, right. it, is, the, is it the same as a Yorkie or whatever else? Because there's so much variety in size and shape and behavior and all that kind of stuff. Intelligence. And also, think, so we're talking about cats. As you walk through the room, when I'm walking through the room, yeah. I'm basically a skyscraper mm-hmm. walking alongside the cat. You know, it, it, there, there's an interesting size dynamic that takes yeah. place in the animal world. We're very linear as a species, but the notion of hanging out with a chimp and a gorilla, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, like coexisting. Yeah. Hey guys, yeah. right. Yeah, they're down at the, at the end of the bar. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy that gorilla beer. Yeah. Hey, bro, thanks. <laughs> I mean, we can get along that way. Bring, right? bring it in for the real thing. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but this this dolphin supposedly has uh, uh, what appears to be in the dolphin world thumbs. Wow. Which means that it could open uh, a, a beer bottle of doors, <laughs> things like that. All right, that's all we're going to have time for in the uh. stream of consciousness. 
hopefully you got something out of it, and uh, I'll have to hit this one more time because it's just my absolute favorite. My mind is a raging torrent flooded with rivulets of thought cascading into a waterfall of creative alternatives. And with that, we are going to take a quick break and come back with some Beat File stories for you, my friends. So please stay right where you are. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A couple shout outs before we do the uh, the B file. Uh, this one says, Hey, Preston, our family friend, Kristen Bowman, is an avid YouTuber uh, of the show and is a phenomenally talented graphic shartist. Mm. <laughs> really? Yes. I love that. And it would make her day if you could send a greasy shard out to her birthday, Thursday <laughs> the 14th. Thank you so much. And Rage On, that is from Tom Dakota. So here you go, <laughs> you graphic shartist, you. Uh, this one says, Hey, Preston, love to wish my handsome boyfriend, Jimmy Chestnut, a very happy 58th birthday from Tina Stewart. That's a cool name. And she says, I love you. So here's a shout out for you. Jimmy Chestnut. And then this one says, uh, please send a shout out to my sister Colleen and brother-in-law, Randy Foster. They live in Winslow, Arizona and met Casey and Jackie when they did their road trip. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, They will be home for Christmas and a shout out would be awesome. Thanks. And that's from uh, Jeannie. So here you go. Shout out to you guys. And then uh, I wanted to pass this one along too. It's not really a shout out, but it was a request. It says... um, Hey, I am a volunteer uh, with Spay and Save. My two fosters 
Preston and Dan, apologies to Steve, are at City of Paws on Main Street in Maniac. They are great boys and are looking for forever homes. Can you can you give Preston a shout out? Uh, so she says, thank you, Miss, from Maria Rob. There you go. There's a cat named Preston that needs a home and a cat named Dan as well. And that is through City of Paws on Main Street in Maniac. She sent me a picture. It's a cute cat. Very nice. Yeah. I just want to say uh, hello really quickly to everyone from Milk Boy last night. We had our first pre-party and it was great. So many people came out. It was all the people who were telling me about. They've been trying to call in. They've been trying to enter online. Mm-hmm. All they had to do was come out and uh, enter their name, answer a few questions. They're, if you are a Preston and Steve listener, you will get it. Um, but I want to say hi to uh, Tommy and Anna, the Milk Boy crew, and then um, this really sweet uh, brothers that I met. I forget their names, so I'm not even going to try. I think okay. Desmond and Matt or Mike or something like that. They were on their way to the Mariah Carey concert uh, and came by and won tickets. So oh, nice. these people, and then I was hearing about everyone's sweaters that they're working on, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweaters, the ones they've made in past years. So, um, guys, it's going to be a lot of fun next Wednesday. Right. And listen closely, because you might have a chance very, very soon to win some passes. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File, though. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Sports and Social. Experience the ultimate football party at Sports and Social in live casino and hotel Philly. You can cheer on the birds with ticket giveaways and signed merch, halftime contests, Bud Light Towers, free concession snacks, face painting, and more. This is a warning. Do not hold in your sneezes. A man in his late 30s tore a hole in his windpipe trying to stop the physical response, according to live science. The man tried to stop a sneeze while he was driving by pinching his nose and mouth. Yeah. Shortly after he went to the ER for neck pain, the trachea became perforated due to a rapid buildup of pressure, according to the report. I know someone who would do that all the time, suppress their sneezes that way. Yeah, fortunately, the windpipe healed on its own without surgery, which very well could have been needed. Uh, Pressure during a sneeze can be 20 times higher than normal, so don't try to do that. A bomb disposal crew was summoned to Hawaii's Daniel K. Uh, Inouye International Airport. I know I mispronounced that, I'm sure. Anyway. Anyway, thank you. Uh, International Airport on Friday when security found anti-aircraft ammunition in a passenger's luggage. It's her grandma. The potential security threat was initially flagged, (coughs) excuse me, when TSA scanned the luggage with an x-ray. Again, they don't ever specifically mention anti-aircraft ammo. The luggage room room was immediately evacuated as state sheriffs and bomb squad and the U.S. Air Force's Explosive Ordnance Disposal Unit responded. The object in question was a 50 caliber anti-aircraft round stored in a thermos in a checked suitcase. So not a good idea to take that through with you. And he had four ounces of conditioner. Uh, Authorities have released new information regarding a dangerous police pursuit that took place on Sunday in the Florida Keys. Florida Highway Patrol officers arrested 41-year-old Courtney Epps of Taylor, South Carolina after chasing her speeding uh, up on US-1. Uh, she was observed speeding while going north in the southbound lanes, ignoring troopers as they pursued her with their lights and sirens on. Troopers tracked her speed between 90 and 120 miles per hour. She traveled across a seven-mile bridge. Uh, she maintained that speed regardless of oncoming traffic instead of moving to the southbound lanes while driving around the northbound vehicles. Uh, there were two attempts to stop her using spike strips. The second one was successful, but she kept driving anyway, traveling at a high rate of speed, eventually approaching hundreds of runners who were participating oh, in the 
half marathon. The tires on her vehicle began to fall off as she passed the runners with two of the tires damaging two vehicles that were there. Uh, the vehicle eventually crashed into the construction site, and it was there that Epps was taken into custody. She had extremely constricted pupils and did not respond to verbal or physical stimulation, only stared straight forward in silence. While getting checked out of the hospital, troopers said Epps urinated on herself in the lobby while loudly singing gospel songs. <laughs> okay. And that she would alternate between sleeping, singing, and and talking to herself during treatment. I'm not a doctor, but it seems like she was on something. After initially agreeing to field sobriety tests, Epps refused, saying, quote, God the Father told her to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was taken to the jail without any further incident. Two motorcycle suspects are wanted in connection with snagging a nutcracker from a restaurant in Kent, uh, England. Uh, the two foot or two six foot nutcrackers. Oh my balls! Guard the UK nucleus restaurant around the holidays, but one ornament was snagged on Friday around lunchtime. Restaurant owner Aaron Telford is offering a reward for the safe return of Istvan the Nutcracker. Istvan the Nutcracker. In preparation for the worst, he has ordered another to stand guard with Roland, who currently stands alone. He said, we came, uh, we have we have the whole event, including images of the motorcycle that, and the culprit's faces on camera. We really would just like our Nutcracker back, he said. Do you have uh, Nutcrackers around the house for the holidays? Do not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. Couple, I like them. I used to hate them, and now I love them. Yeah. yeah. Do you actually use them to crack nuts? Never. Because you can. Not a one. Okay. Yeah. A San Francisco technology company's former CEO, Christian Lang, was slapped with a bombshell lawsuit accusing him of sadomasochistic-style rapes and torture. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is the former CEO of this company. So, and where do you hear this? His accuser is identified in court documents as Jane Doe. She claims that Lang hired her as his executive assistant at Trade Shift, manipulated her into signing a sex slave contract. What the hell? And sent her life down into a dark abyss of sexual horrors. The lawsuit accuses Lang, Trade Shift, and other Trade Shift executives of sex trafficking, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and sexual assault. A spokesperson for the company said that Trade Shift denies the allegations in the claim insofar as they are made against the company. Uh, Lang, who co-founded the business, a software tech company, uh, was found in, uh, fired in September for committing, quote, serious allegations of sexual assault and harassment. Of course. Uh, lurid and shocking details were described by Jane Doe in a 56-page suit. Uh, she said she entered a 24-7 slave relationship with her master. The contract rules included always be sexually available for her master when he needs sex and not and to never refuse him sex even when not wearing the collar. Our agent was able to get that out of our contract. Worship her master and all of his body every morning to read these rules as her waking ritual to remind the slave of her ownership and submission. Also, to give the master full insight into any aspect of her life, including her phone, computer, finances, and anything else. She will endure any pleasure or pain the master gives her while wearing the collar. At work, the slave will have freedom to use her own name and act independently as long as she remembers that she is her master's property and she she is there to please him for and for no other reason. And finally, she will look pretty and inspiring to her co-workers and dress as feminine as possible, preferably in dresses or skirts. Okay, I have to ask the question. Wow. Do they match the 401k? I don't know if there's an even match on that or not. Uh, she claims that when she made complaints to the company's human resources department, uh, she was ignored, isolated, marginalized, and ultimately <sighs> testi- uh, terminated with no explanation over the phone. Freaky. 
Uh, so they believe that he used his power, wealth, and influence to traffic various women around the world uh, by corrosive means uh, to satisfy his perverse, misogynistic, depraved, and sexually violent proclivities. Wow. Uh, the lawsuit demands a jury trial in this particular Jesus. case. But I was not familiar yeah. with that story. All right, and there you go. We're going to end there. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, how about we do this? Oh, it's a Christmas miracle. Yes. We have your chance right now, friends, to win a pass to join us for the Christmas Miracle Live broadcast. It's going to be so magical. Yes, it is. And the the theater where the blob was shot. That's all you need to know. We will take uh, the first three callers right now, 215-263-WMMR, and you will be invited to join us at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville for this event. And it is a week from... It's less than a week away. It was a week from yesterday, actually. So we would like you to join us, and uh, we're going to start early. you got to be there, you know, around 6 a.m., and you might get called up on stage to participate in some of our contests. It could be some big prizes for you. We'll have to do a rundown of some of the stuff yes. we have to give away. Uh, but uh, get on board right now, 215-263-WMMR. Miller Lite helping present this, and they have the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest as well. And uh, it is brought to you by... God, there's so many... <laughs> So many information sheets and so many different people that I need to thank. Hang on a second. We got to get the thanks out to all these people. They're so wonderful. Phoenixville First. That's what go. I was trying to come up with. Presented by Phoenixville First. All right, so call now. Three callers. We'll get you on board. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Please stay with us. Tonight, from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse, 1913 Sansom Street in Center City with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles-Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light 12-ounce cans. Just a reminder that um, there's some time left to take advantage of Kathy's uh, holiday activities list. Oh, yeah. And there's uh, some stuff that's, I mean, some things have come and gone already. Yeah, a couple of the classes, but there's still, I mean, the majority, I try to to put things on the list that you can enjoy all season. Right. And, uh, in fact, you had a, a really cool event. Uh, was it over the weekend? It was over the weekend. Yeah. So, so I actually had two. So we, we made wreaths on Sunday with uh, crafts uh, by Bespoke in, um, we were in Lansdale, Preston at the brewery out there. Oh, well, yeah. Well-crafted brewery. Yeah. Uh, that was really cool. Great drinks. Um, but then on but on Saturday, for the day before that, uh, we did something that was completely new. We, I make a wreath every year. Uh, we made our own ornaments. There was a glass-blown ornament workshop at uh, the Nishan. Chamonix Creek Brewing Company. I was at two breweries this weekend. Um, Chuck, Getting hammered. <laughs> Chuck and his wife Leanne came out. I had a bunch of girlfriends. I had my cousins come out. And then there were tons of listeners that came out to take part in the workshop, but also just to hang at the brewery because they had a Christmas party that day. Santa was there. Um, they had music. And yeah, so so it was great. But the the ornament making was, was brand new for all of us. I mean, we... We, we did glass blowing and we made Christmas ornaments. It was so freaking cool. So Leanne from uh, Magic Art Studio ran the class uh, inside the brewery. And she, I think she was the main reason why I loved it so much. Her energy was incredible. She she told me after, because she does it all day long. So she started um, early afternoon. I think we started right at, at noon and it went all the way into the evening. She has different sessions and people signed up for it. She said at the end of the day, she's so tired and I could 
see why. She was like jumping up and down, like when it was time, because it was like very precise times. You had to heat it to like a, a certain point, and then you had to do the glass blowing right away. And if you didn't, right, it had, it either was done, you you messed it up, you had yep. to start over, or you had to put it back under the heat. Like it, it was, sure, she was just, she was incredible. And we had this was probably the most fun uh, this season so far. Well, we're watching this this recap video, and the the ornaments look awesome. They were so cool. You got to pick your own color. You created your own you know your own ornament. So Ooh. Chuck did it, and Chuck says, "Yes, I made an ornament with my mouth." Yes, <laughs> yeah. essentially is what he did. He did. And and uh, I think I think Leanne like burned her hand so or something like that. There was one injury the entire this is day. His wife Leanne, and that was Leanne. And do you want to? So you yeah. have this torch here that you're you're heating the glass with. Yeah. Um, that is not what she burned herself on. She burned herself with the lighter to light the torch because she <laughs> held the lighter the wrong way and uh, blew the flame up her sleeve instead oh. of towards the <laughs> towards the torch. We were, everyone was like, what? "How does that Wait, happen?" happen? Oh. Yeah, you want to get it on the on the acetylene torch before that's a cool story yeah but she uh, no she was okay and we did uh, we did really enjoy ourselves it looks very cool it, it was awesome and by it, the way when you're you're blowing the, the, through the straw or whatever that you, you're using yeah. you gotta have some lung power because yeah. you're, you're inflating molten glass so all of us our first ornament was very small because we didn't realize um how much power you needed to put into it like you kind of just think okay you, you know like yeah. almost like a balloon no like she was like you need to take a deep breath you're gonna you know, make sure you get enough air in there. And there were like a couple of smokers that were there and all their ornaments were small. Like oh, they-, <laughs> they didn't have the lung power. Yeah. Man, it's like those, uh, you know, the, the, the balloon animal makers, those, uh, those balloons they use. Yep. You, if you try to blow one of those, you have an aneurysm. Well, and the way they do it, like, oh, it's right nothing. out, it's like, holy hell. It's nothing to them. But. Do you remember the, the bodybuilder, Franco Colombo, who is, um, you know, Schwarzenegger's friend for years, small mm. little Italian guy? No. He used to do a thing, Preston, where he'd take a, a hot water bottle and blow oh. it up and make it explode. Yeah, that's a strongman yeah, trick strong man thing. trick. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Uh, by the way, here is a text that says, my daughter and I went to the ornament making workshop and it was awesome. I saw Kathy there and I wanted to get a picture, but I was too nervous. Oh. Damn it. We took lots Stop of it. pictures and the Santa was awesome. We took a lot of pictures with Santa too. Nice. All right. So uh, that's cool, but they, they it sold out like in seconds. Yeah. So that one actually, uh, her class, she does this all season long and they actually added classes for Christmas Eve if anybody wants to go out. I checked yesterday and there were still a few spots open. So uh, if you you know are not too busy on Christmas Eve, you want to try it, you can see if there's some spots open. And then I'm just looking at the list, my list now on PrestonandSteve.com. There's still a ton of things on here uh, to do for the rest of the season. So make sure you check it out. Are you doing the railroad tonight? Uh, yes. You're I will be doing Railroad, yes. which is the Polar Express and yep. you, you mentioned a number of them that are available out there as well yes. in your list. So Take advantage of it. All right. Don't let the time slip away. And the Kathy uh, holiday activities list is still up on uh, WMMR.com. You can go take a look at that. It was voted the most important thing ever achieved by uh, mankind person. Yeah. Yeah. Recent list. Yeah. Congratulations on that, Kathy. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, I do. I have a list. It's different. It's not the greatest thing of uh, uh, mankind, but um, I found it quite interesting. Uh, This is from a gentleman named Dan uh, Butner or Butner. I'm not sure, but uh, he is a longevity guru. 
longevity guru. Not yes. like the neck doctor, is he? No, he's not like the neck doctor. He's an author and National Geographic fellow. Oh, uh, and has made a, fine a career out of studying the world's longest living people. Oh, uh, coining the terms blue zones to describe five regions across the world where people live to a ripe old age. And uh, are you guys familiar with the blue zones? Uh, I, I usually I associate that with where the red light district is. Oh, no, it's not that. So uh, Sardinia, Italy. Right. Uh, Icaria, Greece. Icaria, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrect. Uh, Nicoya, Costa Rica. Oh, I've been there. Have you? Yeah. It's one of the blue zones wow. where people live longer than others. Uh, then you have uh, Loma Linda, California. Oh, wow. Any idea where Loma Linda is? It's uh, got to be Northern California, I would think. Uh, and Okinawa, Japan. So, uh, and he looked for common threads, yes. things they were doing or their lifestyles or uh, what led to their longevity. He said that many of them do eight simple things that lift their mood daily and keep them smiling long term. So these are, uh, in a sense, even though they're living longer, uh, he turned this to focus on habits of the world's happiest people. So do you remember the commercials years ago about for, I think it was Dan and Yogurt, and they went to Soviet Georgia at the time, the Soviet Union was in effect, and, and uh, you know, they, 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 they were all eating yogurt. And yogurt led to their longevity. They had a whole bunch of older citizens living huh. in Soviet Georgia. Right. Uh, and then a person, they went and interviewed one of this one of these women who was very old. And, um, you know, she's there. And they asked her, you know, what was it like being old? And her response basically was, every day is misery. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not the best commercial for your yogurt. No, I mean, listen, hey, get, uh, getting old is not fun. No. Uh, it's uh, uh, Both of my parents have told me that. And uh, and I'm sure many other people. It's it's wonderful to live a long full life, but at some point it's um, uh, it can become difficult. Quality of life. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Loma Linda it looks like is in Central California, Nick. No, right yeah, near San Bernardino, so okay. not, not too far from LA. Oh, okay. All right. So it's, that's kind of wild that that would be a location for yeah. the place where people live longer. Yeah, I thought it would have been northern. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, here are some of the things to make you feel better. And supposedly live a uh, happier life. Uh, number one, sleep at least eight hours. <laughs> yeah, right. When it comes to health and well-being, sleep seems to be at the core of it. And happiness is no different. The happiest people sleep between eight and nine and a half hours a day. I'm happy because I'm delirious. If you're sleeping six hours, you're about 30% less happy. Uh, experts at Harvard Medical School echoed this, saying that sleep and mood are closely connected. Man, I wish I could just bring myself to go to bed earlier. I, it, You know, we get up insanely early and I know that if I go to bed by 8.30 I'm going to be feeling better regularly but I just can't what time do you go to bed? to bed that early around 9-ish you know I mean if I could get to bed at 8 that'd be even better but I, I go up to bed and, and shut everything down by around 9 Mm-hmm. And I need to get more sleep. And that's pretty good, too. Like, especially now, this holiday season, um, I've pushed it to 10, and it's just, I'm so tired. I, yeah. I, I can't. So you're 9 as well? When you, um, I try, yes. If, if I'm sleeping by 9, I'm usually good the next day. Like, okay. I can get up. and But I just recently read something that said mm-hmm. that um, sleep also has a, a lot to, and people, a lot to do with, and people don't think about this, um, but weight loss. And that if you're not well rested, um, you're less likely to lose the weight that you want than if you uh, okay. are rested and, and taking the, making sure you get the right amount of sleep. I wish you could sleep on a treadmill. 
<laughs> I was uh, I was sick last week. Preston was sick at the end of last week. Casey's sick now, and a lot of it has to do, in my mind, with lack of sleep, lack of uh, healthy living. And when I am sleeping properly, I am in a better mood. I feel like everything yeah. in my life is better. And um, our job sort of precludes that from uh, happening most of the time. Last night I went to bed pretty early. I went to bed like eight thirty last night. Is that a, is it, so I, nine I o'clock better. usual? Steve, I did something this morning that I hardly ever do, which is get up and shower. And I was able to do that. I, I usually shower at night, um, right? But I was able to do it because I went to bed at an earlier hour last night and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm awake. I'm going to shower. You know, <laughs> so um, I just, I, I sleep really is important. It's the second time we've talked about it this morning. You know, we talked about D- Dakota Johnson earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. 10 hours. 10, 10 hours. That seems 14 hours. That seems a little excessive to me. But when I average eight or nine, if it's a few days in a row, I know, I automatically know my life is better. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nine and I go to bed around 10, 30, 11. So you're, you're I, I'm, 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 yeah, I go up to bed at nine. Ah. Yeah, and then of course I furiously pleasure myself. Okay, yeah. it takes a couple hours. Yeah, it to takes a couple hours because I, I, I have two hands, man. Okay, uh, number two on this list is eat a plant-based breakfast. No, so starting the day right can have wide-reaching effects. Dan advises you begin your morning with a plant-based breakfast. That means staying away from uh, meat and dairy products. Like an asparagus pop tart, and also suggested you stay away from overly sweet and fatty foods in the morning. No, I got my breakfast is a banana. Yeah, I have that every morning. So I guess I have a uh, you're doing a, it, man. Plant based breakfast. You're gonna live forever. <laughs> That's all there is to it. But... I'll, I'll, I'll say this: so I uh, I don't eat really until the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I go all morning, and I find actually since I've been s- sort of staying strict to that, I feel better. Do you guys have breakfast? I have a soft pretzel and apples every day. All right. Kathy? I have an egg uh, or sometimes a cliff bar. Like a hard-boiled egg? Yeah, okay. hard-boiled egg. Uh, you don't get up and cook eggs in the morning. Hell no. You don't cook a full, like, farm breakfast? <laughs> With rest of, do you have breakfast? I have an egg white wrap waiting for me outside the door. Huh. Is that every morning? No, just once in a while. Okay. I didn't eat dinner last night, so I was hungry this morning. But you talk about, like, dairy in there. Cutting dairy out of your diet is another thing that just helps with weight loss so much. Yeah, yeah. I just I, can't do it. I never will. I love cheese too much. Yeah. I like milk so too much. Back off for it, child. Eat creamer in my coffee. That, well, that that's the thing. Like, with, with coffee, with any of these, you know, diets or changing your lifestyle, whatever it is, I'm like, I will never give up coffee. I don't no. care how bad they tell me it is. It's a, it's almost like a like a smoker who's who doesn't care. Is like I love it so much, I it, don't care. That's how I feel about coffee. Kathy, it's a quality. You have to enjoy some things. Yes, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I got to have my cocaine. Well, That's part of the happiness yeah. is your cocaine. Is and my when co- we get up this early, don't stop it. Don't take that away from us. <laughs> exactly. Anybody, you should find that thing that you love and exploit it and overdo it. And how did you not have dinner last night? How does anyone not have dinner? I've had that happen. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're like a scheduled eater, though. Like, you eat at the same times every day, right? I do, yeah. 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 Yes, yeah, so, uh, so I was at Milk Boy from 4 to 6. Uh, we walked over early. Matt came with me. He didn't have lunch, so he had an early dinner. Um, they have an impossible cheesesteak there, Steve, which nice. is really good. So I didn't eat then, and then we left. We walked home. I had to drive him to the airport, and then by the time I got home, it was like 8 o'clock, and, you know. Anybody time. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to eat right before you go to bed because you'll make a poo-poo. Yeah. Uh, and I just didn't have anything to eat in my house. <laughs> you didn't have anything to eat in your house. There you go. Okay. You didn't go to bed at 8. Uh, I mean, I started to settle down, did some work, watch okay. some TV, watch the new episode of Julia. 
Oh, there um, you go. All right. Well, if you eat a big fatty breakfast or sugary cereal, you're going to be hungry by midday and you're going to have less energy throughout the day, according to him. All right. Number three on this list. These are keys to happiness to this longevity expert. Socialize. Yes. Socializing daily is key to being happy, according to Dan. Make sure that you have coffee with a friend. You have lunch with a friend. That's me. You want to make sure to engineer in four to five hours or six, if you can, of social interaction with people you like. Studies suggest that loneliness can do more than affect your mood. It can also take a toll on your health, increasing your risk of dementia, heart attacks, and strokes as well. Uh, so I have a friend that we spend a lot of time together. We live near each other. We're at each other's houses. Is and- this Rockstar Rob? <laughs> No, he moved. Oh, remember, he did. That's right, yeah. I needed a new friend when okay, Rob once left. He left. So, <laughs> Stay in touch. Yes, um, but her husband says like that he he likes that she has uh, somebody like me that we yeah. can and that we enjoy so much. You know, because he doesn't have to talk to her. <laughs> no, but we enjoy what we do. Like she's my activity friend, so we made like the holiday plans. Uh-huh. Or as we go to different activities together, we take the kids. We'll go out by ourselves. You know, we will walk. You know, exercise together. Like we pretty much do uh, a lot together. It's great. Yeah, and so so, uh, but it's just kind of like I don't know. Like I feel like I look forward to if we're gonna go for a walk one day. You know, like I'll look forward to that. You and your social circle, Preston. You have a, a couple of people that you see fairly regularly. Your yeah. friends. Steve and Will and Lori and uh, yeah, my my buddy Jim. Uh, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I got I got some friends. Yeah, we hang out. I'm a, golf is kind of my social thing, right. yeah. so I try to do that. Yeah, but that would be part of it, and that's a, a time lot. or two a week. That's a few hours. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, all right, another thing you can do: volunteer. This is what uh, people who do that are happy they volunteer. It says find a little time to give back every day. Yeah, it's very good if you can do that. It makes you feel fulfilled. Worldwide, statistically speaking, volunteers are happier than non-volunteers. I often volunteer to tell people to volunteer, and, and that's very fulfilling That's as a well. good idea, yeah, as long yeah. as you're offering that up. I'm very busy, so I don't have the time. Uh, research published uh, by the University of East uh, Anglia suggested the that volunteering was associated with improved life satisfaction, increased happiness, and fewer symptoms of depression. I'm going to volunteer to find out where East Anglia is. Another thing you can do is nap. The fifth suggestion for happiness was simple. Take a nap. You son of a bitch. I'm looking at you, Preston. <laughs> Yesterday, Preston goes like vampires. Can he, he goes under his desk and falls asleep literally for 10 minutes? Yep. 10 minutes. It's just because... 10 minutes! And I wouldn't have to do that if I wasn't so freaking tired. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Well, <sighs> probably, but um, I think that they're good for you even if you're not tired. You know, the funny thing about it is when I was a kid and in, like, nursery school and kindergarten, when they had nap time, I was anti-nap. <laughs> I, hated I hated the idea of that. I, I wanted nothing to do. <laughs> I wasn't tired. I was up and excited and ready to go. When your mom tried to get you to nap or whatever, you would, you'd fight her? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I never, I never even considered it. And in fact, she told uh, the people that ran the uh, the the nursery school that I went to, it's okay. He doesn't have to nap. So <laughs> I had special dispensation from my mother. I nap every day, and sometimes I nap twice a day. Wow. Uh, When's your favorite time it. when you're driving to nap? Uh, yeah, as soon as I get in the car. <laughs> no, uh, it's about uh, two two thirty every day. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. See, that, I, that would destroy me. The I, only I've thing tried that I tried it, and that would destroy me. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that I don't like about it is missing out on like some daylight, especially this time of year. You know, so when you nap in the afternoon at that time, you, we, we only get so many precious hours of daylight. Well, they can at that time the Steve Wilco show is on. Right, so yes. I, I, I got to catch up on my You're miss that. <laughs> I've seen you take a little nap in meetings before. Steve. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what happened. If there is a fluorescent light, fluorescent lights, that hum, 
Yeah, we're just mother of God. Yeah. Oh, it knocks me out. So researchers found that uh, taking a power nap in the day could be the secret to happiness. Psychologist Professor Richard Wiseman said previous research has shown the naps under 30 minutes make you more focused, productive, and creative. Dr. Mike has said a couple of times that people who take extensively long naps during the day can actually be causing harm by doing that. Yeah, that's the thing. You take a short one. Yeah. A quick one. Ten it's, minutes under your desk. It's much easier. It's it's easier on you. All right. Uh, the next one is work part-time if you can. <laughs> Working part-time <laughs> instead of full-time can make you happier. That is, if you have the means to. And develop a taste for garbage food. Uh, he said, we know that from, from every place in the world that people working less than about 35 hours a week okay. report the highest level of happiness. Of course you do. Yes. Wow. 35 hours, you're, you're on the precipice of a full 40-hour week. That's yeah, it says under 35 hours. Oh, under 35. Yeah, right. people who work under 35 hours uh, report that the uh, they have the highest level of happiness. So work 34 Hell hours yes. and 59 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I would fear boredom at that point. Like if you're only working part-time... I mean, unless you're socializing and napping all the time. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I think no. uh, I think working like four days a week rather than five oh. days a week would yeah. be phenomenal. You have more time to enjoy life than yes. constantly be at work. Nobody yeah. sits on their deathbed wishing they had worked longer. Huh? One guy did. One guy did. Yeah. No. And we get look at him. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> Would yeah. you guys work an hour longer each day to have a four-day week? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. That With, would be the key for those. Without question, I would do that. No problem. Huh. I could just, handle an extra hour a day and then having a full day off. Would yes. you work one 40-hour day? <laughs> There's only 24 hours in a day. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you do two jobs. Yes. In one day. Very hard. That can equate yeah. to be uh, 40. Hold on real quick. Uh, Lori's been on hold for a while. I want to go to her. Hi, Lori. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Good morning to see you, Lori. What's up? I just want to tell you, I watched this documentary on Netflix last night. It's called Live to 100, The Blue Zones, okay. and it is absolutely amazing. Okay, so The Blue Zones is what I was talking about, what this uh, researcher yep. uh, was indicating, that there are these pla- these pockets in the world where people tend to live longer. Okay, what was so amazing about it? It, it just points out um, a diet, exercise, you know, how these people in these Blue Zones live um, compared to how Americans live. Okay, um, so... In general, and could and, and the whole gist of it is that people living this way are happier, uh, Lori? Yes. All right. Is, you pointed out the um, Italian town. Um, and Spaghettiville. I need to get to work. I need to get to work. I just want to let you guys know that okay. there's a documentary called The Blue Zones Live to 100. And I All suggest right. you watching it. Go slave away at your job, Lori. We'll see you later. Right, okay. Thank you. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. There was a story I saw in the Daily Mail press about people who are moving. What what is um what was the location you had? It was in South America? Uh so there's Sardinia, Italy, uh Nicoya, Costa Rica is the closest to South okay, America. Okay, so let's go to Costa America. Rica. Yeah, Central America. So so um uh, they moved to Costa Rica, and there, there is a big migration actually out of the United States. Not a big, but, you know, significant enough where people are moving to these areas yeah. to, in an attempt to 
to take some of that stress off yeah. their lives and live longer. And, yeah. and and so they're saying, it's like you were talking, Marissa, about the House Hunters, uh, you know, uh, specials. And yeah. a lot of people will go down to Costa Rica and other locations like that. I took my uh, son when he was 13 to Colorado for a summer visit. I'd only been to Colorado in the, in the wintertime to go, you know, skiing and things right, like right. that. And seeing the outdoor people out there doing their thing, I was like, <laughs> they're so healthy. You yeah. know what I mean? Just looking at, at people. And now, it's a different story when it's cold and you're shuttered inside and all that stuff. But Not necessarily. I guess not. No, I, mean, I mean, like winter ski sports. and Yeah. The, I, breathe I, the, I've, clean I've air. Many times. My, my brother has lost 70 pounds since he moved to Colorado. His wow. quality of life is so much better out there. He's a happier person. He's a much healthier person. And uh, in large part, it's because when he looks out his back window, there's something to do every weekend. And he can go out, and not even every weekend, every day. You know, and, and like we just don't have as much stuff around here. There's certainly things you can do in and around our area that are healthy and, and outdoorsy. But out there, there's just more. Well, we part have, of we it, have th- pies. Part of it, I think, is is it being picturesque. Absolutely. And you yes. want to yes. be out in. You see That's that Go, right. man, this is this is amazing. I need to be out and witness this. It's rustic. Day. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. It just yeah. for, for your visually, it's it's just a relaxing thing. Yeah. I have Spring Mountain near me. I could go, go look at that. Yeah. You have the uh, prison. That's the, the Pikes Peak of yeah. Royersford. It is. It is. <laughs> you have the uh, Limerick uh, nuclear power plant. I think it's the seventh highest uh, plateau in, uh, in, <laughs> in, Royce, in Montgomery County. In Montgomery County. How far is Spring Mountain from your house? Uh, I can be there in like six minutes. All right. I, I want to snowboard more this summer. Or All this right. winter. Do you, so, a, do you have a room where you can live in? It's not going to work out for you. No, but I feel like I can do that in the afternoon. Like I could leave here and go right to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That. It's worth it. it. It definitely is. If you, it, you know, if you don't want to take a long, long drive, you can certainly get your your fill and your uh, and satisfied by going to Spring Mountain and snowing and ski or ski boarding and and uh, uh, I'm sorry, snowboarding and skiing and also ice skating. They have an oh. outdoor ice skating rink there okay. too, which is what I need to do. I need to go over there. I need to ice, ice skate more. Jay's has a, a game at their outdoor rink. Oh, cool. over the holiday. Ooh. Yeah, nice. Yeah, oh, winter classic. classic. Yeah, excited would, to, for that. Would you ever pursue figure skating? Yes. Yes. <laughs> now that you mentioned, I never considered it. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Why not? That was cool moves. I think I got a double, triple sow cow in me somewhere. I'd love to uh, see that. Kathy, let me know when that is. Maybe we'll come out and see it. Okay, I will. All right. All right so, and then one more uh, thing that you can do. Limit your TV and social media. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, uh, many of us crave the daily fix of social media, scrolling or watching our favorite TV show. But Dan said of uh, TV and social media, it seems that about 30 minutes a day of each is optimal. Uh, research into kids' screen time found that uh, more time spent in front of the TVs, video games, social media boosted the chances of mental health issues in children aged three to six. It's disgusting. I was watching the show on Netflix yesterday that, uh, oh, this one she just talked about. No, but the, the, uh, they they talk about how much your screen time, you know, the screen time will pop up and you think, okay, I'm not really spending that much time in front of a screen. And then it pops up oh, and you God. go, mother You're... of Christ. I know. I yeah. get so mad. I, I thought I was being good this week. And if right. it increases, yeah. I get so angry. I think over the holidays, I'm going to take like a little hiatus of, of all of it, of social media, just like a healthy break and put it down for a week and a half or whatever, just because every for every reason you just described, you feel better. Yeah, you feel better, and it's just it's it's good to reset. And then the other thing about social media when you leave it, Steve, is 
uh, first of all, nobody misses you. And second of all, uh, you don't really miss anything. It's there when you get back. Yeah. You know, like you, it, your life is just going to be fine right after that. On the complete opposite of you, Nick, I have a ton of photos and videos from the year to post because, <laughs> um, but like it, in my, my pattern is I take a photo or I take something really pretty and then I look at it and then I just need to like move away from it. Yes. So I don't post it immediately and then they end up piling up and there's a lot of memories from the year that I like to share. So usually between Christmas and New Year's, I like push them all out from the year. I'm conflicted because yes, I want to see those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also trying to cut down on my screen time. You can just check them all out in all right. once. Okay. Throw right. a couple of uh, likes there, a comment, a follow. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've got quotas to fill. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm going more and more in the opposite direction with social media. It's just a, and and it's not like I I need to stop doing that. I'm not telling myself. I'm like I find myself naturally annoyed, easily distancing myself yeah. from it just because I'm I'm tired of it. And I, and I use it as a as a time filler on occasion. I don't uh, I don't sit there and and go. I need to check this. I need to look at that. You know. So it's um, I'm I'm in a good place with social media right now. But anyhow, these are some tips from a, a guy who's uh, who's definitely uh, done the research on living longer and being happier. But I want to check out this uh, Netflix thing. Yes. Uh, it's called... Tiger King. Live to 100. It's not Tiger oh. King. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going to live forever. Live to 100 Secrets of the Blue Zones. All right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, uh, we need to take a break because we have Fortune Feimster who's going to be joining us in a little bit after 9 o'clock. So we'll take a break, come back in a second, chat with Fortune, and get into some other things, too. We'll be right back. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This traffic report brought to you by DaVita. DaVita invests in career growth for nurses. Be a part of a team where you are a top priority. New pay rates at DaVita Jobs. DaVita.jobs slash Philly. That's DaVita.jobs slash Philly. It's your time to join Team DaVita. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Whenever I hear you say DaVita, I knew it. there was a, a girl when I was a kid that was friends with her name was Davina. 
Davina. I thought that was a cool name. Was she a girl that you liked but didn't like you back? Very much so. Right. Yeah. Sounds like the kind of scenario. Right. That name, right? Yeah. God, I was I was <laughs> explaining to Caroline the other day. I forgot how we got on the conversation, but I was like, I I had. I crush on girls so hard all the time when I was in even grade school. It gets grade in your school, soul. Junior high, high school, and I was just I. Well, there was some kind of stalking thing she had mentioned, that, and I forgot it was, it was either on a show or something like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I used to stalk girls. Yeah, and I didn't mean that literally. Right. Yeah. You meant like you had a, a pit in your basement with a gurney and no, just uh, you know, hide in the bushes in their yeah. in their yard. <laughs> Uh, no, but um, intercept their mail. But I would, I would get obsessed is too strong of a word. But I would crush really hard, and where it would just it hurt. You know it, what oh, I mean? it, it can level you, yeah. and and so and there and from that is born the fear of. Now I, I got past it thankfully early enough in my life that it worked out. But that fear of rejection. Yeah, you put this person up on a pedestal. And the last thing you want them to go is, oh, why don't you go back in your hole? Divina. 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 She call her up. Let's be friends. Hi. <laughs> Do you have any idea what happened to her? No. Okay. I have no idea. I'm having a mini high school reunion this weekend, and uh, I didn't go to my main high school reunion, which was uh, two or three months ago. And at this, uh, uh, the one that's happening this weekend, it's a whole bunch of people that I really want to see. So I'm excited about it because at the high school reunion itself, there were some people there that I just never really care if I encounter again or not. But anyway, the point in the story is that uh, one of the girls that's coming to this mini high school reunion, I had such a crush on in high school. And it's one of the, uh, in my mind, a missed opportunity because I found out later that she she liked me in high school oh, too. Yeah, no! like much, 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 much later. No, in but fact, it all and you, but you know, in your oh. mind, it worked out the way it was supposed oh, yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no but still, you Bye. know, yeah. Like it's funny, Steve. That's a it's a that's a really good point, and no, like actual regrets in life, right? But regrets for the missing moments for the moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The 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 the, uh, the meaningless sex. No, yes, the, the, yeah, the, uh, yes. Who doesn't love meaningless sex? Yes. But there, so, Steve, there was a time where um, we we were holding hands. We hadn't. Aww. We never made out. And um, this was like junior year. And uh, we got back to a certain place. And I, I want to ask her her impression of the story, or even if it registers in her brain, because it certainly registered in mine. And maybe for her, it was just a blip, and never and she never thought about it again. Uh, but we got to this place, and we were waiting for some other friends to show up. And we were, I think, both juniors in high school at the time. And I and we had some time to kill. And I said, "So, yeah, well, what do you want to do while we?" Wait, and she's like, "Well, we could just sit here and make out." And I go, <laughs> "Yeah." And I completely dropped the ball, dropped the ball entirely. Yeah. And um, and like moments later, I'm like, "That was my in," and I, and I blew it. I absolutely blew it. So I, I wonder if she has any recollection of it, right? And, and, I, and what was that? Was that meant as a cast off, or was that a sincere "Let's make out"? I think she wanted to make out, and I blew it. Oh man, you know, you so, blew it. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I think your approach to women was a lot like mine, Preston. Like yeah. sometimes you, uh, it was women who were out of my league, and other times it was just girls that you crushed on, then you couldn't figure out how to how to talk to. God, I, Nick, you just reminded me of a story. So one of my closest friends, okay, so his sister, a couple of years younger than this, like two years younger, and um, this was, uh, you know, so I knew her all through when we when we were in, in junior high, high school, all that stuff. But years later, we, we we had this big event, this big party. It was a float trip. We used to go out and, and oh yeah. 
yeah. these rivers and stuff like that. It was a big, huge group of us. It was and you're big, in your bathing suits. party yeah. fest. And anyway, so his sister was there. And at some point, she came over and, like, sat on my lap. I was sitting in the, the water and, mm-hmm. and, and all this. And, I, and I'm like, wow, I think she's kind of... <laughs> He's kind of firing on me, but he—that's his sister. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no way. His that's mother. Me. Yeah, and he was there, so it was like way off limits. <laughs> Years later, I ran into her again, and I asked. I'm like, listen, I gotta ask you this. <laughs> oh my I god! I go. Do you, do you remember that time the the, the flow trip? I'm like, were you kind of you know flirting, interesting, or flirting? It's just oh no no no. Oh. 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 Oh, oh, oh my God! No! Oh, oh, no. oh my God! Like, like no. with, with, with the with the earnestness of Kathy! Oh God! No! Oh God! No! Which no, made, which, I was just tired. Which made me feel better <laughs> yeah, yeah. that I yes. didn't make yes. a right. move yeah. on her. Yeah. Oh, good thing you didn't. Because that, how bad would that have been? Help! <laughs> <laughs> I'm being molested! Stranger danger! Stranger danger! We're on a river! I do uh, think it sometimes... Was, I felt so cheap. <laughs> I do think sometimes, like, I'm listening to your story, and I... I, I know, and you're going to get mad at me for saying this, but I almost want to be like, how did you really, like, how did you think that if she was like, oh, God, no way. Like, well, guys how did you, how did would you get the pros, Guys would, pro, I completely support Preston in his take on that. You might, Dude. Preston, especially if you sort of thought she was attractive. Uh, she was cute, very yeah. cute. And Kat, she came over and like sat on, on my lap and put her arm around me and everything. Oh, right, okay. And the tough part about that was, you had a bone? I got a Woody. Yeah. And it was like, I had to like move her. <laughs> Wait, you did? Yeah, oh my God, yes. I had to move her. He had a river bone. I, I had to like scoot a little bit so she would <laughs> Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. No. That's all you're going to... Kathy, oh, God, no. No, no, no. no. And then she she went away and said, are you going to come? I'm just going to sit here in the water for a little while. We should design design a magic eight ball with Kathy for young men who are... are one, going through the same things and you turn it over Ew. and it's it's not it's just it's Kathy's face going oh god no 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 no, no, no. I don't I think that Kathy and Marissa did not have to deal with the pain I bet you guys when you, when you had crushes on guys uh, they would be fulfilled I bet you never got shot out of your league uh, maybe Kathy, but I, this, this came up in my brain. Uh, I remember in middle school, we had a slam book. It was like a Hello oh, Kitty slam sure. book. Right. And I had written my crushes in the back and somebody blew it up and told oh, the no. guy, told Pat Spadaro and Keith Cossack that I had a crush on them from the Hello Kitty slam book. Wow. And I thought the world was over. And what I thought age? my life was over. Uh, seventh grade. Okay. Maybe okay. So that, that you're you're in you're in it then at that yeah. point. Still in the development though. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> and Kathy, did you ever like have a crush on a, on a guy and it wasn't? No, so was there a teacher you, you couldn't get with? Stop <laughs> with the teacher thing. Uh, we did try to set my friend up with a teacher years ago, like years after though, after she had graduated. College? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It didn't yeah. work out. But um, <laughs> wait, one of your I teachers. Was- yeah, yeah, yeah. Years later, when we were older, we not were, when they could have had that. You wouldn't want it to affect your grade. <laughs> no, no, no. We were out of college. We we tried to. It didn't work out. All right. uh, Nick, I was not. I didn't date until much later. So I feel like my um, emotional connection with people wasn't. You know, it, I didn't build that. It wasn't as strong until later on in life. So when, when did you no, start I dating? I didn't uh, really have my heart broken or anything like gotcha. that in high school. And also, my mom always told me. I mean, I did date, but she said. 
always uh, be careful of people's feelings. Watch what you do because it's going to, if you know, if you hurt somebody, you you break somebody's heart, it's going to wrap back around and it will happen to you. Really? Yeah. It's like right out of the craft. Whatever it. spell you send out comes back at you. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's 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 good advice Yeah. Uh, from your mom, uh, which is, wow, good for you. You have to say, which is odd, <laughs> which, which is strange. <laughs> Doesn't happen very often. <laughs> but no, I, I, I would imagine Kathy's experience was way different than, than ours, Nick, yes. as far as yeah, having, she's hot. Uh, having crushes and and just getting destroyed or or, or, or or being afraid to to approach that person. This you know? is what helps turn you into the incel you were meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> so congrats. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, our guest is on the line. Oh. Her. Uh, she's going to be performing at the Kimmel Cultural Campus at the Miller Theater. Not until February 17th, but you can get those tickets now. And I wish Casey was here because he by far is the biggest fan, but he's out sick today. I, I'd say I'm competitive. No, with I know. Him. We, yeah, lo- we yeah. love her, but, yeah. but Casey's oh, God, yeah. a, a yeah. massive diehard fan. But we would like to welcome Fortune Theme surgeon yeah. this morning. What's up, you guys? Nice Hi. to see you, Fortune. Thanks for coming on. So good to see you guys. We I, were. We, I don't know if you want to jump in on this or not, but we had this impromptu discussion about um, crushes in your developmental years. All of us were talking about that, and you know, like middle school, high school, and all that stuff. And and uh, you've had some great stuff in your routine that I've seen before about you know being gay and 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 <laughs> finding out what that means at that age. Uh, did you have crushes oh, yeah. that just killed you back then? Oh my god, I was so intense because. I had no idea that they were crushes. I didn't realize I was gay. So, so much of my youth was spent, you know, staring at friends and putting lotion on their arms. Um, and just just thinking I was a really great friend. Right. And, I love it. And not, not really understanding what was happening. It's such a genuinely sweet thing to think of because you're trying to make heads and tails of, of yeah. these feelings and you don't know what's yeah. going on. And you're, I mean, that that's why stuff that occurs during that time period can be, will live with you all the days of your life, you know? For sure. I mean, my, my very first stand-up joke that ever got any traction was when uh, I I said to people I I would was like a really intense friend and I never understood uh, when my mom would be like I don't understand why you get so upset when your friend Ashley goes out on a date with a guy and I was like because she's my best. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best. When did you did you have like a like a sort of quote uh, you know aha moment of oh I, I am gay I I like women um, was it was there a specific moment or was it a slow burn? It was um, a slow burn in the beginning, and then I had the weirdest aha moment of my life. I watched a Lifetime movie, and the the girl in the movie was coming out and realizing she was gay. And by the end of the movie, I went, oh, my God, I'm gay. And I go, I just realized I was gay from watching a Lifetime <laughs> yeah. movie. Hey. This is so embarrassing. I just, so. I'm a big, huge fan of the the Hallmark and Lifetime, mainly the Hallmark Christmas movies. And they had a gay couple and the one, the uh, lesbian couple. And, and, yeah. and, and it was as ham-handed as it uh, uh, as it handled as with the heterosexual couples, it was good to see that they uh, yeah, universally <laughs> don't get it. And, 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 and I'm sure that anyone, but in a way, that's sort of 
sweet that it's that awkward, yeah. whether heterosexual or whatever. They're, they're, they're handling it incorrectly the whole way, but that's what oh. makes it fun. Yeah. All of us are just trying to figure figure this out, you know? We just want to be loved, that's and all. To that point, Live, Laugh, Love Tour, is that a, uh, a a reference to those motivational posters you'd see all the time? You'd see them all the time. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, do you have one in your house? No, but I, I had a friend who had one, and I'm like... Okay, yeah, it's, it's 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 almost like the, the 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 cat poster hang in there, you know. It's like one of those you, you don't really argue against it. It seems like a good sentiment, but it it also seems sort of obvious. I mean, you know, it it's so funny. It's such a thing in like the Midwest and the South. Like every mom I know, every woman I know had like a live laugh love sign <laughs> in their in their kitchen, and that and it would get kind of made fun of, like. You know, because in their mind, they're like, this is art. I don't know. Like, my interior design is amazing. Um, and I used to make fun of my mom for it. And then when my now wife moved in with me, she goes, what is that on the wall? And I go, what? <laughs> and it was a little laugh. And I go, oh, my God, I'm turning into my mother. So, um, so this, this, this current hour that I'm doing is very much... My mom and my wife and those two women in my life are, uh, and how they're very much intertwined. Ah, very um, cool. So it just made me think of that. That's well, that's cute. a fun take on it because I have a whole thread with a couple of friends and we send these type of signs to each other. Ironically, <laughs> mostly because yeah. it's like, do I need a sign in this room telling me it's where you do laundry? Like, oh, <laughs> in the toilet. You sure do, girl. <laughs> you sure do. You, you, it's... I, need, I need a sign that says gather. I go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, if, there's, there's a, in, in New York, especially on um, Long Island for the longest time, I, every Italian friend's house that I would go to, usually in the kitchen or the living room, uh, would there'd be some sort of sign that said, it's Sinatra's world, we just live in it. So, <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, it was always, I mean, the Sinatra reverence amongst my friends, uh, their 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 parents was huge. So, but do, I love it. do you collect signs like that as well? Because there's sort of a kitschy value to those old sort of keep on truck and all that stuff has now become what used to be just considered, you know, pop art is now considered art art. Well, now that I'm married and uh, I share space with someone with taste, I'm not allowed to have <laughs> but, but those times deep in my heart. Because <laughs> I, I, who doesn't love a good mantra, you know? Yeah. Uh, or just a, or just a good old fashioned. It's wine o'clock. Right. <laughs> right. The, oh my God! My yes, my na- yes. It's wine o'clock, or it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Fortune. I'm, I'm a huge fan of well, of you, but also of uh, the morning show oh, on Apple you. TV Plus. And and it was really cool to see you show up in season three. You played yourself. You were doing like a comedy set. Um, how did that yeah. uh, come about? And did you actually do a set, or was it just like the beginning and the end, and, and they filmed it and then moved on? Well, that was the tricky part is, um, uh, is they asked me to do it. They reached out and they were like, you know, does Fortune want to do this and play herself? And I was like, oh, my God, it's such a trip that I am me in the world of the morning show. <laughs> um, and they said, you know, it's basically like an upfront situation and that I would be doing like a stand-up set. Um, and even though it was a small little part, you know, the writer was really cool and called me and she was like, because you're playing yourself, we want it to like – not be weird, you know, if uh, like we want you to feel like you're doing stand up up there. 
um, so that people are like, Fortune stinks at stand up. I was like, oh, thanks. Um, so we kind of like worked on it together. Like, it, this is what you have to basically say. Um, so, what are some, what's like a fortune way of saying it? Well, so, even though it was this tiny part, I got to, you know, have some uh, creative. Well, in there. It was funny because you were telling funny jokes about fictional characters, about you know people that see like Steve Carell's character and people that that don't exist in the real world. But um, mm-hmm. they were funny because if you had watched the morning show, you kind of got got the joke, and it was an interesting setup for yeah. like fictional characters, but uh, funny jokes nonetheless. And and you know I, I didn't um, get to see any of the what had happened in the season so far. They just had to kind of tell me, oh, like this, you know I had watched the show the pre- previous seasons, but you know I didn't know about what had happened the first couple episodes of that season. So they're like, this happens and this happens. So so did they know. write the jokes or you did? <laughs> they sent me like what their version was, and I was like, can I change this? And they said yes. Oh, um, nice. so I basically took uh, what they wanted the idea to be about and and tweaked it to be like, here's a funnier way of saying that. So in, with the stand-up, and obviously you, you're, you're now at, at a level, I'm, I'm, you know, growing up, I'm sure you never thought you would you would be at, at this level now where you can play yourself in the, the morning show. <laughs> but I, And I don't know when this happened, but I was looking through your Instagram timeline and mm-hmm. uh, you were one of the guest, um, uh, guests on the Adam Sandler uh, uh, tour. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. you're a big Adam Sandler fan. Uh, was, was, I am, yeah. yeah. Was that, was that, that had to be simultaneously wonderful and a little bit nerve-wracking. Oh man, it was it was so cool. It's such a full circle moment because I bought Adam's uh, "You're All uh, They're All Gonna Laugh at You" album yes. when I was in eighth uh, eighth grade, Loved and that. it was so silly. But I memorized all of the songs, and I would go to like my team practices. Um, you know, I played softball because duh. Um, and <laughs> I would all of these songs for them. So I told Adam, I said, I got to make people laugh in eighth grade thanks to you um and he thought that was so cool but i was doing a show i'd I'd known adam over the years i've worked with him adjacent i've done stuff with his um nephew and his production company and we were doing a show at largo and he was like hey i watched your special it was really funny i was like oh my god thank you and he was like you want to do a couple shows on my tour i'm like are you kidding me absolutely you know it's these like fifteen thousand seat arenas it's just like such a neat vibe and you know the guy's a, a huge star everywhere he goes it's like i there aren't many guys or or people in general in that position anymore and he's just like world known right? sure sure yeah is it yeah. easy to walk out uh, to a crowd like that i mean you know you're used to playing a a, 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 a to a, a smaller not not a tiny crowd mm-hmm. you know a comedy club but but walking out to that many people is there a different approach you take yeah, I mean, luckily I'd had a little taste of of arenas this past summer. I did some shows with Burt Kreischer. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that made me feel, you know, a little bit used to the, the rhythm of it. Definitely the laughs come in waves. Um, there are times when you go, am, am I, is this funny? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I, I remember on Burt's show at, when I first did it, I was like, I don't know if this is working. So you just kind of do it. And then 
uh, the set ends and the, the crowd like explodes and you're like, oh, okay. That's got to be, yeah, that's got to be, because we were talking, Bert was just in town, had a show and we, we've talked about, you know, like, like uh, um, we the, the, the stadium shows, the big arena shows, which used to be, there's no way you can do that now because of the screens and, and Bert talks about the investment he made in these large screens and the sound system, but you know, still on an auditory level, you as the comedian, you're going to have a delay to the response to your stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you just have to kind of be patient and and do your set and not. Whereas, like in these theaters, I'm doing it's such an intimate show. You know, I, the crowd and I are very simpatico. There, you just have to. Do your set and know that just have confidence that it's working. What I think is wild, by the way, and you talk about people and, you know, obviously Bert's star is rising. I mean, but you you have worked up a friendship. You worked on the show FUBAR uh, Uh with Arnold Schwarzenegger and and, and you and Arnie and talk about Bert. Bert, you know, uh, met Arnold. But you're Mm -hmm. you're kind of buds now with Schwarzenegger, correct? Yeah. I mean, I never thought. A, I would ever get asked to be in an action series. Um, that was not on my bingo card. <laughs> um, and then I certainly wasn't sure what it would be like with Arnold. You know, I had never met him before. And um, we, yeah, it's called Foo Arts. this crazy action series on Netflix. And I'm, I um, I was like, will I be like the person in the van giving the coordinates? <laughs> and they were like, oh, you're like a CIA agent, like. You're going to be in helicopters and running from explosives. I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. So I met him my first day, and he's a big uh, comedy fan in general. Um, He was very good friends with Milton Berle. Um, So he used to hang around all the, like, Friars Club things, and Milton would give him tips on when he would do his comedy movies. So he had a real appreciation for um, my my line of work. So just we just bonded, and now he doesn't have a phone, so he'll just go on his iPad, and he'll be like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna face unfortunate and like give you no warning. <laughs> like I could be talking to you guys right now, and all of a sudden it says like Arnold's calling. You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so he he faced. That's how his main communication or through his like his iPad FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, he, he he doesn't need him. He doesn't want a phone. Doesn't need a phone. He has people around him that, are, that will he tell really him. needed to get a hold of. Him. Yeah, I, but I I I uh, he called me when my dad was having surgery, and I was doing my radio show that I do with Tom Papa, and uh, and he called, and I was like, oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're like, answer it. <laughs> I go, I'm on the radio. I can't, so I I denied it. Oh no! And then Arnold <laughs> literally called back like. 15 seconds later, like, I know you want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever try any jokes out on you if he's a uh, if he's a fan of comedy? Yeah, he's always always uh, shooting jokes. You okay. know, those, those zingers. He's kind of like, he likes to poke, poke with people. Zingers. So, so between Schwarzenegger and Tom Papa, you've worked with the, the two most famous action stars. <laughs> <laughs> you know Tom. <laughs> he, I, Tom. He loves a good action show. Let me ask you, because I, I just have to think that one of the big joys of being, because we love Tom, he's a big fan, a big mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show, I should say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, in, when you're in that sphere, the amount of top-level sourdough bread you must get is amazing. Oh, I just got some yesterday. It's been a minute. I was like, I'm about to quit if you don't send me some bread. He, 
He sent me some of the starter dough. The yeast. The Elder, yeast, right, yeah, right. And, yeah. and, and a very, you know, it's a wonderful gesture. Um, and yeah. he also sent one that he made. When I eventually attempted to make it, it, it ended up looking like in that scene in the original Star Trek where the transporter doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was not good. So, but he, uh, Yeah, I would be the same way. Yeah. You're not handy in the kitchen? Oh God, no, 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 no! It- I, uh, I, I'm good at ordering food. I can do that so well. <laughs> like, what do you guys want? All right, Not me. So your wife has the taste. Does she cook as well? She's a better cook than I am, but we're both pretty bad about going out to eat. That okay. is our goal in the in the new year is to try to you know make. Some healthier home decisions. Oh, okay. Stock. <laughs> yeah. you, I'm sure you're on that, that that same sort of Thor Avengers regimen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna be ripped. Wait. <laughs> Portion. There's there's a season. <laughs> on one of your specials, you tell this story, and I'm not. I don't want you to have to tell the story or anything like that. But you tell the story about when you got married on your wedding day, and you guys got knocked over by a wave at the bottom of the steps, and and yeah. like it's just so. Um, perfectly told in a way that just it's it's so relatable, it's so adorable, and it just seems to me like. But where did that happen, by the way? Was that on Calif- in uh, on the course of California? Yeah, it was in Malibu in the the thick of the pandemic. We got married with like four friends um, and thought it would be a, such a great idea to take pictures. Uh, luckily, it was the end of the day, and we were taking them kind of by the ocean and just got very bold, like. Hey, well, look at those cool stairs that lead down to that water. Wouldn't that be neat? Not really like <laughs> thinking how waves work. <laughs> so we got all these stairs and, and, and our photographer like climbed this rock and we got the most gorgeous picture ever. And then she got a series of pictures of us just getting pummeled <laughs> by a wave. But you share um, you share but, those photos in the special. Like and like it's there it's yeah. a, it's a true story, it's a legit story. My fiance and I watched that special together and and we're planning what our wedding's going to be like next year and we were like, "Man, if only we could get knocked over by a wave and had a photograph." <laughs> I it's, know. It's so it's so well, sweet. It was very it was one of those things where um I would have been really pissed if we had a, at least had the photograph. Um, it's not as fun for it to happen and you guys will be like, you would never believe the craziest thing that happened to me. And you're like, oh, whatever. But like having the picture, you're like, look. Is, so, there, is yeah. there video? Is there video? Because America's, no, America's, no funny video. House, uh, America's Funniest Videos has tons of those errant waves taking out the newlyweds. <laughs> you know, would have been right on You've been right <laughs> on that. Oh, uh, wa- yeah. I wanted to mention the movie Family Switch um, on uh, on Netflix uh, because you're in it. And, and uh, uh, Preston had read a story about this quote-unquote controversy about this, what they label as an incestuous kiss which is oh. yeah, between you know the, so the brother and sister oh. end up yeah. in the the parents' bodies and the parents have to kiss at some point and that and in its core is a brother and sister kissing each other. They were like they were about to, but did it? I don't think they ever kissed, did they? They're supposed to supposedly do, but it's an uncomfortable kind of you know oh, okay. peck, and and they're not like making out or anything like that. But we, right. we, we were but some argue, people got skeeved out about it. I was like, come on, man. Yeah, it's not. But I mean. It, at the end of the day, it is Ed Helms and Jennifer Gardner. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Good point. You know. Well, yes. also, right. by my dictionary, incest 
constitutes more than than a, a mini makeout session, right? I are, mean, are you asking me this because I'm southern? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was the most the most bizarre controversy to arise out of this family movie. I know, it, you know that that was uh, I think because it was Jennifer and Ed, clearly two adults, and it was a joke they made, but. There's always something, but the movies—it's uh, a pretty cute movie. It's it's super fun and one of those holiday movies that uh, a lot of people are watching right now. So yeah, you, you run gotta the, have you're running the gamut from action star to to yeah, this. Yeah, I, I bob around a lot. I, you know, at this point, I've been in LA 20 years. I've I've worked. I've I've been lucky to work with so many cool people, and like with that, I had done yesterday with Jennifer, and we really hit it off, and. She was like, do you want to, you know, pop in this movie I'm doing? Uh, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So you just start to form relationships. That's great. And, yeah. and then uh, I hold myself out. I hold yourself out. Fortune, you mentioned uh, being Southern. Where Where is home? Where Where did you, uh, where were you born and, and raised? Uh, North Car- in North Carolina. North Charlotte, Carolina. North Carolina. Right, so Technically, I live- this place called Belmont. I lived in uh, South Carolina for a bit. My whole family is from uh, Kentucky. I was born in Tennessee, so I have I have Southern roots. I have I have uh, shaken the accent that I had at one <laughs> yeah. point. But it's funny about uh, uh, the South and who considers what to be country. Because I was talking to my uh, my stepbrother, stepbrother-in-law, actually, bizarrely yeah. enough. But anyhow, he was telling me about this friend of his and uh, how country she is. Now, this is me doing my impression. He says, "Oh yeah, Laurie, man, she's so country." You can marry understand what the hell she's saying and I'm like, I'm like have you heard yourself speak oh my god that's hilarious. that's me after a couple drinks Again, you, sure. does it come back deeper into it <laughs> oh yeah it gets thick I, I mean i can't believe i still have having it as thick now but yeah it's pretty thick when i lived in i want to stay i want to stay and talk with you guys they have me on this this uh i got a Call it to this other station. Oh, you got to run. Okay, that's all right. We yeah, can... I'm so sorry. No, no, it's Not all a good. At all. Yeah, listen, when Arnold calls, you got to go. I get it. <laughs> no, uh, they're like, they're like texting me, and I'm like. Uh, I wanna, but I want to talk to you guys. It's all good. We'll do it another time for sure. You're going to be in town February 17th at the Miller Theater. We love you, Fortune. All right. Thank you for uh, checking in. I love you guys. I was appreciate hoping it. I would get to talk with you. And so thank you for uh, for having me. It's an honor. Anytime. We'll do it again soon. Thank you, Fortune Fiends. Yeah. Busy, man. Busy. She's in demand. She is she's awesome. She's Incredi- so cute. I and love she, her. There was a show called Life in Pieces, and she played this character that just cracked me up, but that's just the worst nightmare to have this person living in your house. But she's so sweet. She's so nice. Uh-huh. It's so antithetical. That's what makes that character that much funnier. That it's just to the antithesis. Yeah, complete. I love it. You know, she's, uh, Preston, you mentioned the date. She's in Philly on um, February 17th, which is a Saturday. The night before, she's in Hershey, and then she's got some days off before that. So maybe she can come visit us before the Hershey and or Philly show. That would be fantastic. Yeah. We need to see if we can arrange that. That'd be cool. All right. Cool. All right. Well, listen, with that, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll get into some uh, bizarre file stories when we get back. And uh, don't forget our Word of the Week prize. Giving that away tomorrow. I don't want you to miss it. It's the Stock Car Racing Experience, Pocono Raceway. Be back. In just a moment, stay with us. The MMRP is coming to your neighborhood. 
Tonight, from 7 to 9, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks Kavanaugh's Rittenhouse, 1913 Sansom Street in Center City with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles-Giants tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $4 Bud Light 12-ounce cans. All right, Bizarre File, one more time. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, some stories sharing, some interesting ones here. I think that this is quite possibly, this is one of the most creative moves by a lawyer that I've read in recent memory. All right, so two men convicted of retail theft at a Coles in Colorado tried to get a lesser punishment because they stole stuff that was on sale. <laughs> yes. Okay. So it wasn't worth as much. Hear, is this, hear them out. Listen yeah. to this. This <laughs> is brilliant. The men's attorneys made an argument for reduced charges after admitting stealing from the store in Parker, Colorado. Michael Green and Bryden Bolden were nicknamed the KitchenAid Mixer Crew by the DA in reference to the kitchen appliances they stole. They also took designer shoes and clothing. Now... They were both ultimately convicted of felony theft. However, the DA's office said the men's attorneys argued for softer misdemeanor charges, citing discounts on the item. <laughs> uh, they did. They cited that the sticker prices and Kohl's coupons that oh, they had Kohl's coupons, which are legit, would bring the items down below the threshold for felony theft in Colorado, which is two thousand dollars. Were they employees? Because they would have got ten percent discounts. The documented value of the items stolen was $2,094.98, a district attorney's office said. The argument failed to sway the judge as both men received felony convictions. Green was sentenced to 15 months in prison, boldened to 90 days in jail, with credit for time served as a condition of 18 months probation. Prosecutors argued that sales and discounts only count if you actually pay for the items. <laughs> All right. I'll consider that. The convictions followed the identification of Green and Bolden through surveillance footage. After being arrested, they both initially pleaded not guilty before pivoting to their argument around the sale price. I think there's a case to be made that no thief ever said, I just stole this and I saved big on it. Right. I am impressed yeah. by that, by the way. One person was taken to a hospital after an explosion Tuesday. This is in Pennsylvania at a cottage on a Sewickley Heights estate. So here's another house explosion. What the hell's going on? A plumber was working in the cottage when the explosion occurred. He was taken uh, to a local hospital and his condition is unknown. The explosion destroyed the cottage. Uh, the main house on the property, a 7,093 square foot mansion that sits about 500 feet away from the cottage was not affected. A husband and wife were in the mansion at the time of the explosion and were not hurt. And fire officials did not release the names of the homeowners. Uh, they declined to comment on what might have caused the explosion. We're looking at it. It's a crater. Yep. The Allegheny uh, County Fire Marshal's office is investigating. So that's, there's been a few of those this year. Yeah. Really. I don't like that. No. All right. This is messed up. A Florence, Mississippi mother now knows what happened to her missing son, Jonathan David Hankins, over a year after his disappearance. Last summer, Gretchen Hankins reported him missing to the sheriff's department uh, after he didn't return home from a weekend out with friends. So... Only on December 4th, when the NBC News reporter had visited her home, did she learn the truth. He had been found dead in a Jackson hotel room in May 
of 2022, and the coroner's office knew his identity. Despite that, officials failed to notify his family of his death before burying him in a pauper's field at the Hines County Penal Farm on September 20, uh, September 14, 2022. So they knew who it was. Yep. They had him. So what was Why? the reason for that? Yep. Yeah. And this is the third person that NBC News has identified Uh since October that the Hines County officials buried at the penal farm without notifying their next of kin or Uh, of their death. I don't understand. Isn't that ridiculous? Why? So the police department and the coroner's office handling of the deaths of Dexter Wade and Mario Moore drew national attention and outrage in both cases. The county buried the men in pauper's graves, which are typically used for a person who has no next of kin or claim their body, uh, can claim their body or afford to bury them after their death. Like Hankins' family, officials did not inform either Wade or Moore's families about the deaths before burying them. Gretchen Hankins told NBC News she called nearby hospitals, made posts on social media asking anyone who may have seen her son to contact her. She also said she periodically contacted the Sheriff's Department over the last year of uh, for an update for her missing son's case to no avail. Officials told her repeatedly they had no updates. Uh, but the uh, apparently there was some kind of policy <clears throat> where they would hand over that responsibility to maybe the coroner's office, uh, but the police chief, Joseph Wade, announced that the department had created a new death notification policy giving officers direct responsibility to contact the next account of a person whose death they are investigating. Before that date, the department had no existing death notification policy. It makes you think of that scene in The Naked Gun where he's going through the filing cabinet and he pulls out the evidence and goes, hey, it was innocent. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Frank, exactly. he put him to death last year. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty messed up. So uh, they are going it's horrifying. To, they're amending that to make sure that people are then contacted. Uh, the coroner's <laughs> office did not immediately respond to a request for comment from this story. And then we'll do one more story. The legal battle between a Jacksonville, Florida-based peanut company, D's Nuts, <laughs> and YouTube superstar Jimmy Donaldson has come to an end, and D's Nuts got what it wanted. In August, D's Nuts, a company that sells millions of dollars of gourmet-flavored peanuts and apparel each year, filed a federal lawsuit against Feastables Incorporated, which is backed by Donaldson, alleging trademark infringement. Donaldson, better known to his millions of followers as Mr. Beast, owns a line of products under Feastables, which include candy bars sold in stores across the country. The candy bars include three flavors, but it was the milk, chocolate, and peanut butter-flavored bar, D's Nuts, (laughs) that caught the attention of D's Nuts LLC because of its name. Now, there's a spelling difference. All right. The company is spelled D-E-E apostrophe S, and the YouTuber has spelled his D-E-E-Z. yeah. All right, so, but last week, a federal judge approved a permanent injunction. Mr. Beast, that company can no longer use the name D's Nuts or anything else resembling D's Nuts to sell its candy bars. Uh, Details of the settlement between the two companies were not made public. The D's Nuts snack bar, spelled with a Z, is still available for purchase on the Feastables website as of this past Tuesday for the cost of uh, $30 for a 10-pack. The webpage includes a photo of a smiling Mr. Beast holding up one of the candy bars, but (laughs) he's going to have to get rid of that. Because because of these nuts. These nuts. Not not having it. All right, and there you go. Your bizarre file for this morning. All right, we will take a break. We got something for you to win uh, via the lesson question, so we'll test your knowledge of today's program when we return. Trashy Music News coming up, too. We'll be right back. 
to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes we snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Had a pretty nice day today, even though it's chilly, the chilliest day of the week, our high only about 42 degrees, but we're going to have this sunshine all day long, and that's going to help things out a tiny bit. Uh, Tomorrow, 54 and sunny, same thing Saturday, and then rain might creep its way in on Sunday and Monday, and temperatures in the mid to upper 50s then, so we're getting some of that on the way. We are about to give something away. We have a lesson question. We're going to give away a Ford pack of tickets, and this is for Luminature. Uh, it's at the Philadelphia Zoo. And the question that I will pose to you is this. If you are living the American dream, what should you? What kind of a vehicle should you be able to purchase? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. If you're living the American dream, we were talking about that. You have to make a certain amount of money to get the American dream. You should be able to buy what kind of a vehicle? 215-263-WMMR. Why don't you call us now if you know the answer? And while you're doing that, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Family and Company Jewelers. Get a little extra action under the mistletoe this year with a gift from Family and Company Jewelers. South Jersey's holiday diamond destination. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, after saying she would never take weight loss medication to slim down. Oprah Winfrey has finally admitted that she recently used an Ozempic-like drug to drop 40 pounds. Oprah says after years of fighting a weight issue, she finally realized how much she enjoys lying. Mm. Oh my God. A recording of Jonathan Majors parading his ex-girlfriend Grace Jabari and repeatedly telling her 
He is a great man, was played in court yesterday. Majors reportedly objected to the recording, complaining that they left the part out where he talks about his huge penis. <laughs> I like that one. And finally, the fourth film in the Kung Fu Panda franchise was announced yesterday with the projected early March release date. Producers say Kung Fu Panda 4 will pick right up at the beginning of Kung Fu Panda 3 since no one saw it. Hmm. And that's your Hollywood track. Alrighty, we're going to see if you do indeed know the answer to this question. If you're living the American dream, you should be able to buy what kind of vehicle? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Sean to try and get an answer. Yo, Sean, morning, bud. Privilege. Yeah. Privilege. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, Sean, what kind of a vehicle would you buy if you lived the American dream? A hovercraft. Yes. Yeah. A hovercraft. Hang on, bud. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets for Luminature at Philadelphia Zoo. Luminature is back for another season of sight, sound, surprises at Philadelphia Zoo. Now through January 6th, and there's going to be more than a million twinkling lights. It's the biggest and brightest holiday light show yet. Reserve your tickets now at PhiladelphiaZoo.org. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Ember's Smokehouse and Tap in Chalfont and offers a unique twist on classic barbecue. Enjoy chef-inspired plates that are perfect for dinner, a game, or holiday parties. You can visit Ember's Smokehouse and Tap.com for the menu. Uh, out tomorrow is a deluxe edition of the Southern Harmony and Musical Companion, a Black Crow's chart-topping sophomore album from 1992. It was released, uh, released uh, May 12 of that year, the 10-song set debuted at number one on the Billboard 200 on its way to double platinum sales and launched four number one rock chart singles. Remedy, Sting Me, Thorn in My Pride, and Hotel Illness. Uh, it was a successful follow-up to the band's 1990 debut, Shake Your Moneymaker. Frontman Chris Robinson says that he considers it the most crucial album in the Black Crows catalog. He said, I think it's our... He, he said, I, Shake Your Moneymaker is the most popular, and it's important, but I think Southern Harmony is probably overall the best record we ever made in a one. Uh, it's the one. Rich was just saying that it solidified the Black Crows and what we would become and what would we be... Uh, what would what we would do good bad indifferent he said uh the deluxe edition of southern harmony uh will include a uh more companions disc of unreleased outtakes and b-sides including miserable and a cover of Ann people's 99 pounds and a previously unreleased 1993 concert in houston so as well them getting back together was something we never thought would happen yeah. <clears throat> the brothers yeah. and they did and there's some good footage of them throwing people off stage. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is a out and released. It's uh, great music with some extras in it. So, Miley Cruz, Mick Mars, posted a video for his new single called Right Side of Wrong. <clears throat> he commented about the upcoming debut solo album and said that uh, people are going to hear my tone, my sound. I am what I am, and nobody else can do it. And like everyone, I've got a limited number of years, so I'm going to do it all. I can, I'm going to do all that I can uh, to do a lot of stuff. He have, said. You, have you ever heard him singing? Or I mean, no. Like I've never. I don't know how that would be. What yeah. that would sound like? That's a good question. I, I is he singing on this? I have no uh, idea. I haven't listened he? to it yet. I'm. 
Not yes. All that familiar. <laughs> Nick's going yes. I, th- I think he is. It looks like in this video that he appears right. to be the only person in it. So, yeah, I guess he does. Uh, this is the second song he's released from the other side of Mars, which will be out February 23rd. This is cool. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member Michael McDonald is set to release What a Fool Believes, a memoir. It was written with actor, comedian, and best-selling author Paul Reiser. Uh, and it includes unforgettable tales from his storied career as a member of the Doobie Brothers. So they're buds? And Steely Dan, as well as his chart-topping solo artist. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael McDonald is great. Uh, the book follows him from a rising session musician and backing vocalist to becoming a five-time Grammy award-winning rock star. And that will be available on May 21st. That's going to be a good book. I'll I you. saw him twice uh, when they used to have the New York Rock and Soul Review. Don Donald Fagan would put that together and you'd have people like Bob Skaggs and Phoebe Snow and all these people. Mm-hmm. And McDonald's on the bill twice. And was tremendous. Yeah, he's a great musician. He's one of the, he's one of those just super talented people. And then finally, Ozzy Osbourne said reality television today is very different than it was when his family's MTV series The Osbournes was on the air. In the golden days. Uh, in an interview with Spin Magazine, uh, he said that uh, what they call reality TV is not is really not reality. He said what they do now is kind of a scripted reality. He said it's not raw, it's not real, it's not real, real reality. With our show, what you saw was what really went on. It wasn't contrived, it wasn't scripted. Uh, the Osbournes, which ran for four seasons from uh, 2002 to 2005, uh, was a part of the initial wave that launched the reality TV boom of the 21st century, including uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians and the Real Housewives franchise. He said the reality show wasn't anything different than our regular life because... Uh, that's the way we were anyway. And uh, we didn't become the Osbournes that you see just for the show. That's the way we are. And all they did was take the funny bits out of it. Oh, you remember th- that show was a revelation. I mean, we were we were absolutely stunned. Yeah. I mean, that, that was it. Jack Osborne wandering around in his G.I. Joe outfit mm-hmm. and all the weird stuff that was going on. There's a classic scene of Ozzy down the hall sitting on a chair and falling. falls backwards. It was uh, it was hilarious. And yeah, it really was. If you go back and you watch yeah. it uh, as, uh, and you compare it to the Kardashians yeah. and, and Desperate Housewives, not Desperate Housewives, but Real Housewives, you can see that they've clearly created these scenarios and that they're playing little parts. Right. These guys were just they're quirky, and they were just living their lives, and they just rolled video on them That's all the time. Did. Yeah, and they took the best bits. Yeah, and then they put them together, and then you had the show. Uh, he said it's really interesting because people love the Kardashians. He said uh, they took it one stage further. Uh, they saw what we did and said this is a good idea, but they organized themselves. Uh, he said that his family w- uh, went about their show a certain way, and we're only going to keep doing it, the reality series if their family was all in and it felt right. He said at the end of the day. Every season, my wife would sit us all down and go, all right, what do you want to do? Do you want to do another season or not? And Ozzy recalled, after the third year, the production crew started to ask us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. And he said, at that point, I lost interest in it. Yeah, no. So they they just kind of, you know, they, they did they did the right thing. I enjoyed the series while I was yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, and there you go. That is what I have in music news. Uh, did you want to do this now? Or do it. Yeah. One of our interns is leaving. Today is her oh. last day 
I, I don't know. like it. I know. So we're gonna I get to, want it. We're gonna get Lauren in here to do the official baba as she heads off, leaving the nest as they as they inevitably will do. Steve, so happens. young, pushing them out of the nest. You hate to see it, but yep. you know you they need to fly. And uh, this is what they do. All right, Lauren, she come will on fly over. Forward. Come on over here. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. So it's your, it's your. Oh yeah, go ahead and put your headphones on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Most definitely, it's your final there day we go. today. Now we're talking. How long have you been with us now? It has been since August. Okay, so yeah. a little while. Yeah. But yeah, it's been so much fun. Okay. I'm very sad. Oh man, very bittersweet right now. So wait, you're you're a damn good uh, intern and a big asset to the show. Thank you, I appreciate that. We- I tried to do my best around here. You did. If you would only consider staying around and working for free, we could really do. It. Yeah, we could uh, really use you if you wanted to work for free. Yeah. Westchester, uh, Westchester. Yeah, really. Uh-huh, I'm a golden ram. Okay. What's yes, your so What's your area of study? Media. So I'm getting my master's in communication right now. Okay. Um, so I'm finishing that up in the spring, and then. I'll be looking for a job. And what all were you doing with the radio station there at? Uh, so yeah, I was at WCUR, which is Westchester. Um, I was their sports director, and then I had two shows—one with a co-host, one with just myself doing like music, talk, and stuff. So spent a lot of time. That was like where I first really liked radio. So nice. that kind of led me to here. Sports uh, broadcasting, something that interests yeah, you? Yeah, I um, actually no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I did it, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I don't think this is for me. All right, yeah. um, but I I did the play by play kind of um, okay. for West for the football team, um, but it basically was like me being like, oh my god, the sky's blue yeah. and there's people out on the field um, yeah. and they're running right now. Like I was like, there's there's men out on a field, um, and so that's when I thought, hmm. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, I think when people are, are uh, I try to give this advice sometimes to our interns, that when people are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives and their career or whatever, it's really important to figure out what you like, but it's also really important to figure out what you don't like. Yes. And if, if you, you know, you dabble in sales or something and you're like, this isn't for me, it's smart to know that ahead of yep. time. So if yep. you're not in a sports radio, it's good to know that now. It was definitely good. Like I did a lot, like I, I wrote for the quad, which is our campus newspaper. I like doing that. Not my favorite, but like, I don't know. I kind of took college as finding out what I liked and what I didn't like. So I really like radio. I like our television station. I like doing that. I like writing. Um, I just don't like sports. You, um, you don't like sports? And that's what I got out of my degree. So, um, yeah. There you go. Yeah, everyone would be like, hey, what you, what you doing? What are you talking about? And I was like, there's cheerleaders flipping. My name's Lauren. Um, I have blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, and everyone was like, funny. hey, guys, let's yeah, yeah. up. Nice. So, well, you want to be on the mic. So, and, and you want to be a, you want to be on, on the talent side. Well, not the, the talent side, but the performing side, I should say. Yeah. And this is something you want to do, and uh-huh. you, you, you know, yeah, Wonderful. you're good at it. Uh, your finger still has a band-aid on it. Uh, oh yeah, are you yeah, okay? A little update on me chopping my finger off. <laughs> yes. She's slowly but surely growing back, um, okay. like a little starfish. Um, <laughs> How did so, you cut it? Um, there was a lip liner that I had to take care of. Um, it's always I was the getting ready to go man. out, yeah. and I trying to get the last thought, bit of liner. Mm-hmm, I was talking to Preston about. I have a nice little hunting knife right next to my bed, um, and I said that's definitely from my my redneck father, my redneck roots. Yeah. Um, having my hunting knife, and I cut my finger off with it. So yeah, yeah. uh huh. And like her, her redneck father, she didn't think she needed to go to the hospital. No, or like your dad, yeah, yeah. urgent yeah. care, yeah, like that. Nah, fine. just stuck on the tip of it. And yeah, <laughs> look I mean, right. is it turning black and falling off? Whatever. I'm just no, yeah, you're fine. And well, you dealt with, obviously out of the uh, if people don't remember out of the uh, Super broadcast, we found. 
out you were a diabetic. I'm right? a type one. There's so much wrong right? with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have a finger. I'm diabetic. What else? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but listen, it was, it was kind of cool. You're very informative about that. So, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm I'm a mentor for um, type one diabetics. So <laughs> people yeah. who yeah people who are just diagnosed, I like help them out. Oh, so. you do really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, you laughed for at you. that. Oh, I that's did. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just saying be, being in your presence, you're an inspiration. Oh, well, that too. Honestly, I'm glad you brought so. it up. But yeah. yeah, so you help people out. That's I awesome. do. Yeah, Good actually, like I actually like through the JDRF do that. So okay, uh, oh, but good. I like being informative. Not a lot of people know about it. So. <laughs> you're a support group for diabetics who don't like sports. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. It's a niche group, but, yeah. group, but yeah. still they're there. Still, they need oh, yeah. help. Mm-hmm. They need help. Well, good luck with everything, and thanks for helping us out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had so program. much fun. Thank you guys for everything. You got it. All right, Lauren, guys. Yeah. We're going to take a break. We're going to wrap things up when we come back. Letter Day, Word of the Week prize, Pierre Robert. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Phoenixville First presents Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. This Wednesday, live from the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, PA. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Steven Star Restaurants, Wawa, and Stock Car Racing Experience. You could even score a flyaway weekend to a VIP club show with Disturbed in Nashville. Listen to the Preston and Steve show or head to WMMR.com to grab your spot in the studio audience. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. It's a Christmas miracle or something. Presented by Phoenixville First. PhoenixvilleFirst.org. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your holidays. On this Thursday morning, magically transforming into a No Sad Bro Friday. Do you know what we missed this week? What's that? Necrophilia Wednesday, right? Oh, we didn't know. It was Necrophilia yeah. Friday. We, did we combine them? It was uh, it was, it was incest. <laughs> the other one was incest. And, that's right, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so we're we working on that. But we never settled on a day, because I said incest Saturday, because the S is kind of sure. flowing together. But, we'll keep it free-floating. Uh, but it was uh, Necrophilia Friday, because I... <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I'll, I'll see what I can yeah. dig up. Absolutely, ah. man. <laughs> Whatever you dig up, we'll hump it tomorrow. It's kind of the way it works. Uh, so I would like to thank our lone guest today. That was Miss Fortune Themes. It was wonderful. And Fortune will be in the Philadelphia area. Miller Theater, February 17th. You can get tickets at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. She is really, really funny. And a super nice person on top of it. Love her. Which always makes it uh, even the better to uh, be able to promote that. Somebody's cool. She had uh, posted something about us online shortly after our uh, our she conversation did? with her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, isn't that cool? I love that lady. Yep, very much so. Uh, too. Who is she? Her name is Fortune Feemster. Fortune Feemster? Yep, she's a comedian. She's a theme. Fortune Feemster is her Theme. last name. Teamster, she's a teamster. With an F as in Frank, so. Cream. Uh, she's great. I love her. Yeah, you would. I do, and I did. How many sugars are you putting in there? Two. Okay. Two brown always, sugars. Always two brown sugars? Uh, sugar in the raw. Okay, all right. Not quite the same as brown sugar. I guess. My my youngest made a, a treat the other day, and I realized that if you put brown sugar and butter on pretty much anything. It's good. <laughs> it is. It's the best because she took. Um, oh, she bakes press, too? Press, Yeah, yeah. She's been making cookies and all kinds of. Are you of kidding stuff. me? So listen. Uh, you take um, crescent rolls. Oh, 
you know, the ones mm-hmm. that you like, the regular Pillsbury yeah. Crestmills, and you take the uh, the brown sugar and and butter, and I guess you put it in the inside of them, roll them up, and I'm telling you, they're like crack cocaine. They're <laughs> so good, I can't stand it. Uh, talk is cheap. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'll see if we, uh, we I'll see if we whip it. up a yeah, batch yeah, today. Yeah, please. Bring those in tomorrow for... Um, uh, for uh, um, Necrophilia Friday. Yeah, because that is the food of the, the dead. It'll it'll raise the dead. Yeah. It's so good. I haven't made holiday cookies yet. Christmas cookies, whatever you want to call it. Let's get going, girl. We oh, are... Oh, I'm behind. Ro- Rochelle signed us up for a uh, cookie decorating class. Oh, where, where is this? sounds like utter torture. Uh... <laughs> It's going to be in, where is it? Uh, I think it's in Quakertown. Okay. To be honest. I'll, I'll have to find Let's out. Let's drive to Quakertown and have a cooking, cookie, cookie Christmas decorating cottage. Decorating that sounds class. like not fun to you? That sounds like, you know, it doesn't sound fun. Okay. <laughs> that sounds grim. I, I don't, I, I don't get you, man. Well, dude, I, I don't get you. you know, I mean, like, you, you have, when you we're this, hunting, that's when you I get this you. in the green room, <laughs> and then you crap all over cookie decorating. I'm not <laughs> crapping on it, man. I'm just saying it doesn't move my spirits and doesn't spark my buttons. But there if we go. it was like uh, making martinis at a friend's house, and now, somebody pulled out some cookies and had some icing, and you just kind of you would did do that. it then, yeah. If you can get hammered while doing it, yes. you're down with it now. If they serve martinis, I'll meet you there. <laughs> I had a good talk. phrase last week, Pierre, which is "Don't yuck on someone else's yum," and I, I, I like that uh, thought That's process. <laughs> you know, for, for Preston, uh, the cookies are yum, and uh, and so you shouldn't yuck on it I because like it cookies. takes away someone. I know, I know, but you're I'm, yucking on his yum. Then let me take this opportunity to apologize for yucking <laughs> on your yum. <laughs> May your I, yum be nothing but. No, lovely. may my may my yuck be nothing but yum. Yes, right. Thank All right. You. There we Excellent. go. Okay, oh, so... Yeah. I think she sent it to me. Sorry. Okay. I found it. Oh, where we're doing it? Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, is it in Quakertown? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right. Are you ready for the letter of the day? Yuck. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... V as in victorious. Fabulous. We have a stock car, actually two... Stock car racing experiences at Pocono Raceway. It's like you and a friend, so this is good for two people. Uh, Christmas right around the corner. Don't give another boring gift. Put the special someone behind the wheel of a heart-pounding 160-mile-per-hour stock car on the Super Speedway at Pocono Raceway. Uh, you can get a gift voucher at 877stockcar.com. That's 877stockcar.com. We'll give that away tomorrow, which is awesome. Uh, what is happening today, though, on your show? Thank you for asking. More tickets. It's for Def Leppard and Journey next summer. We've got that. We've got blocks of George Thurgood, The Clash, and our Christmas block each day. And at 2 o'clock, a conversation with the one and only Dolly Parton. Wow. Excellent. That's excellent. I love it. That'll be cool. Marissa, you got your gig tonight. Yes, I'm going to be at Cavs Rittenhouse. Uh, Last week when I was in Manion, Kathy was saying that's my old stomping grounds. Uh, Cavs is my most recent stomping grounds. I love this place, especially the new place. It looks so beautiful. Um, So we're going to be out there with Bud Light. And um, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Christmas Day game between the Birds and the Giants. And we have uh, a lot of Eagles gear, some green T-shirts, and uh, some Bud Light gear. So come on out. It is from 7 to 
to 9 tonight at Cavs Rittenhouse. Awesome. Excellent. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wawa. They have gift cards for anyone on your list. Happy holidays from Wawa. Uh, tomorrow on the show, looking forward to this actor, fantastic actor, Jason Isaacs will be joining oh, us. Oh, nice. Lucius Malfoy yeah, from wow. the Harry Potter series and tons of other stuff throughout the year. So he will be joining us and uh, we'll give away everything we have left to give away, including more Christmas miracle passes and so on to ring in the weekend. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 